Welcome back for our conversation with Torch, part two. In this episode, we talk about hiring a murderer, Christian metal, Cheez-Its, and musicians that are simply clowning the rest of us. Also, we talk about Torch's show that's in November. Stay tuned for details on that. If you aren't doing so already, give us a follow at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. Our username is at Terrible Humans, T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-H-U-M-A-N-Z, Terrible Humans, with a Z. Also, if you want to send us an email, our email is terriblehumans at gmail.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-H-U-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and tell all your fucking friends about us. I uh, I worked with Kevin from Greenlight years ago. Like he, I helped him name Greenlight right uh, back in the day. Right, right. And uh, he he was when he moved out of his parents' house, he moved into my apartment. And uh, uh you know, I no. Um, when when I lived in Carrollton, he he mo- he moved into my apartment, and uh, we moved into a bigger apartment. We were going to do promotions together. Like I I went into his company, and then whenever he moved out, I stopped. Um, but he had he was already running the company already. So he put me on something smaller to kind of ease me into it. He put me on his battle of the band shows and he was doing them all, uh, over at Rocksteady. Rocksteady. That's where it was. Fucking Rocksteady in Plano. Okay. Five hours later. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) He put me on his shows over at Rocksteady. Uh, and, uh, they were battle of the bands. Mm -hmm. And this was back when, uh, I don't know if I want to say the band's name. Uh, they're defunct now. So it was back in the early days of Surrounded by Monsters. They're only half defunct. Half of them went into a new band called Surrounded. No. No. And Lee is in a whole, like, an indie rock band. And then the two dr- of the guys uh, went into a new band out of Denton uh-huh. called Surrounded. Really? As a, as a tribute to SBM. Really, it's it's a different sound. Mm. Not like they're not trying to be trying about monsters. They're trying to be members of, but fuck you, because that thing has been How done. How are they doing it? Because Ross Compton and and Lee are in the, the like the indie band, and uh, the the other vocalist is like the vocalist and his wife are are like dealing with her uh, like cancer thing. It may have been like a former member. But one of them or two of them at yeah. some point. And, and it, yeah. I almost had a show with them, but then the shit happened, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. And they were doing, like, just dirty fucking down-tuned progressive fucking gent, really? basically. That's crazy. And well, that was all about it, but then I don't I haven't talked to them in forever, so I couldn't fucking tell you the fuck they are anymore. That's weird. The The reason I, I bring it up is because it, it was actually surrounded by monsters that I had to deal with. They... They were on the show with a bunch of other. It was it was early, early on in their career, and um, before they signed a nuclear blast for the one album, way the fuck before. 
for the one album. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was still while Ross was in the band. So this was this was before they got uh, the 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 other vocalist and the keyboardist. Right, right. So Ross was still doing uh, like programming and vocals for them. Well, they showed up and they did not sell a ticket for for a show that they were confirmed to sell twenty five for. They did not sell a fucking ticket and showed up and said, when's our showtime? I go, where's your money? And they said, well, we didn't we didn't sell any tickets. We thought us just coming down was enough. They came from Denton. You know, yeah, yeah. Denton's a 45 minute drive from here. I'm like, well, that's not enough for me. You know, this is a pay, <laughs> this is a paid ticket show. You know, people are paying to get in. Like, nobody has paid because nobody knows who the fuck you are. You were supposed to bring people so that we actually make some money on this fucking show, and you get paid, you know, or, or you get to play or, or whatever it was. And they, I, I was, I was so new to it that I was like, I was, I was, I let shit go a little bit, yeah, I but mean, I was, I was like, you, you gotta, you gotta pay something you know you, if you didn't sell your tickets you got to pay something or you don't play and they were like well we don't have any fucking money so i don't know what to tell you i go well i don't have a show for you then man i, I just i flat out told i was like you got to go home you know i i didn't announce that they were playing the show other than like flyers but like the day of the show i didn't say like and now you know surrounded by monsters and it's like no, we haven't said anything about you guys, so nobody's really going to miss you guys. Obviously, nobody fucking showed up for you, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I think it was about half the show went on, and one of them kind of wandered in, and he was kind of like down on his luck. He was watching the show. He came over and stood by me. He's like... Man, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that we weren't we were supposed to sell tickets. Like so and so in the band said that they were taking care of everything and that it was already it was already good. And I was like, man, that... <sighs> I guess. So I, I walked outside and I I talked to him. I was like, hey, I don't want to be shitty with you, and I think you guys are good. That's why I put you on the show. Can you come up with any money for your tickets? And they go, no, man, we didn't. We we barely got enough money for gas. I was like, fuck, y'all got to drive back to Denton. That's maybe five bucks in gas, honestly. Yeah, I, I know, but, but I, still, I was trying to be nice. I didn't want to burn bridges on my first fucking show that I was doing. I was like, all right, you're not gonna make any money, and I can guarantee that you will not win. Even if you do win the vote, because I was doing like a legit vote. For win, I was like, even if you do legit win, I will tell you you didn't. <laughs> and I was like, just to make it worth your while, you can play, but you don't make a fucking cent off of this, and you owe me big time. If we ever do a show again, if I'd make you put another twenty five dollars, uh, another twenty five dollars, twenty five worth of tickets, you owe me actually fifty. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I was like, "You owe me so big, just so I that you guys so can play." I have so many stories about battle the band shows for Kevin. I'm sure I'd love to hear a lot of them because Kevin's not doing this shit anymore. What's he give a fuck? Um, well, I mean, it's nothing like it was nobody band wise, right? He called me up for a show at Tomcats. Like, I need you to run the door at Tomcats and be a, a judge and pay attention to shit because we're behind. I'm like, I, I was going to work security that night, right? No, I was working for him that night anyway. And, like, Rustin, when Rustin was alive, so, you know, may he rest in peace. Rest in mm. peace, yeah. 
he's like, I need a favor. I was like, fuck you. But what do you want? But, you know, at the same time, fuck you. Like, I need you in the door. You know, you're already here. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Okay. Whatever, you know. Yeah. And this was uh, me and then Augie. If you know Augie. Mm-hmm. You know Augie. Mm-hmm. Augie Gonzalez was working security that night. I was a door guy, checking IDs and shit. Just bullshit security door guy. And then Camp was over in the show at the same time. You, uh, you know Camp. Yeah, I know you do. And so, like, camp plays into my door story. God damn. <laughs> we'll get to that. We can get to that. Like, after we've this already bullshit. told. I've already told the door story. Okay. So, um, he used to work there, didn't? He? Yeah, he used to work there. He would move like a show there, like with he, a, he a shift. The, he was the booking manager. Oh God, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm running the street, Tomcats, and this random fuck off, random fuck off from the street came in with a fucking camo, camo, not camel, but camo, cut off jacket. Camel, 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 with a Pantera patch on the back of it, and this was a a, a ghost light hardcore show, basically, like right, deathcore, metalcore. So Pantera, Pantera fits in. Oh yeah, absolutely. And was he it was Fort already, Worth. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, was Reston, so it was Fort Worth. Yeah. So yeah, Pantera fits in. Let me tell you about that, brother. Get your pull, brother. So he was already like, he came in like halfway gone, and like. You know, Rusty, don't give two shits. If you're halfway gone, you're halfway gone, but you're not. Let me get you all the way. <laughs> you're not fucking two sheets yet, you know? So he's like, okay. And so, like, he was. He's actually with hardcore kids, with the hardcore kids doing the fucking karate bullshit. Right. <laughs> I, I don't do it. It is what it is. The, the thing I hate the fucking most about playing shows is seeing that. Like, it's, it's like a love-hate thing, because I like to see the movement, but I'm just like. God, this looks stupid. Yes, but that's a holding story for a whole fucking day. I will be a monthly guest if I have to. Like, I don't even fucking care. Let's do it. Right? Yeah, we can do that. Um, so I'm like, I'm the door guy taking track of who brings in money, who brings in tickets, who brings in you know. And, and we already decided that, you know, somebody's going to win at some point. We don't know who the fuck it is yet, but based on performances and shit. Right. Ticket sales are a factor, but not the factor. It is a combination of like 500 different things, but you know, whatever. And I'm half ass paying attention. And so he's been like, he came in two feet, like he came in halfway gone, drinking at the bar yeah. because you're an adult. I verify that you're an adult. Rustin don't care. Money is money. He was trying to get him fucked up, but when you're already halfway gone, it don't take much. Yeah, Rustin and, wasn't checking. That was. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. It's Fort Worth. Lo- love Rustin. No, no shit talking against Rustin, but Rustin was not a, a great. <laughs> Uh, legal bartender, <laughs> judge of character, judge of drunkenness, yeah. whatever. He always gave me he, great drinks. He was usually <laughs> drunk too. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So yeah. I'm like, I'm bullshitting halfway, bullshitting the light show. Just I'm, I'm not here, but I'm here, whatever. And some dudes like, hey, I'm like, fuck off. No, hey, like what? There's a dude in a headlock over here. He's like, motherfucker, goddamn it. <laughs> Where the fuck is Augie? <laughs> I look up and Sam from Osage Hills. You know, you know Sam, don't you? Yeah, Sam, Sam Peters. Yeah, big motherfucker. At that point in time, he was a big motherfucker he's before heavy. he lost a whole lot of weight. Yeah, it's like a personal trainer now. Like, yeah, he he <laughs> night and fucking day. <laughs> uh, he was he's always been a big guy, but he was a big motherfucker. Yeah, and he has drunk ass redneck in a fucking headlock. I'm like, oh god damn it! Oh, Pantera fan in a headlock. <laughs> Pantera fan, Pantera boy in a headlock. Yeah, like legit headlock. I'm like, oh god damn it! Making me do work over here and shit. So I get off my fucking ass, walk over there, and I'm like, Sam, Sam. He's like, oh, hey. 
Let him go. I got this. I work here. Nuke was already at that point. Nuke was gone because, like, Sam is Sam. He's a big guy. Dude was trying to like legit push Mosh with Sam. Yeah. Who wanted nothing to do with it because A, not that kind of show. B, you're drunk. And C, fuck you. <laughs> I ain't got time for your bullshit, I guess. Like, you yeah, know. Is, is Sam straight edge? I don't know how much you know about him, but I, I feel like he's straight edge. I don't know. I think he's got time for nobody's bullshit. Yeah. At that point in time, he ain't got time for nobody's bullshit. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he was underage at that point. I don't know. Not that it's relevant, but you know. No. So I, get the guy. I, I was just gonna, I was gonna bring it back because if he was straight edge, it's like then you got a whole other set of things. Like they don't give two shits if if you're like drunk, like you're pissing me off. Now you're really on my radar. <laughs> so I'm like, Sam, I appreciate you, but I got you. Yeah. Let the guy go. So I grabbed him the fucking phone. And I was like, Look, I don't get the fuck what the fuck you do, but you gotta fucking go. So I'm starting to walk back to the fucking front door, and of course Augie shows up five minutes after the fact. He's like, Sorry, I had to take a piss. So I was like, Augie. <laughs> The Thanks fuck are you doing? Job. <laughs> thanks. You. Like, I got it from here. It's like, yeah, you fucking do, bitch. But thanks. <laughs> so, it's, oh, God. Good yeah, we, we, did a, we did a show at a church here in Plano one time. There's churches in Plano? Yeah. That yeah. do shows? There were. There were. It, I mean, this was years ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the first time I ever saw Polyphia in person was at a church. They the play, first they, time I saw them, they, in, play, they played with uh, with Hollowell. They played with Set the Sun and uh, a, a couple other people at, at a like a little bitty church over here off of Fifteenth. It was uh, it was a Kevin show. Of course, it was a Kevin show. Yeah, because Kevin is like half my life apparently, because money is money and he pays. Yeah. Kevin also took care of me. It was a show at the door. It was a door Dallas show that Kevin had booked out. Uh-huh. It was. A festival with Polyphia mm-hmm. and King Conquer. It was the uh, Whitechapel tour with Unearth and Emir, and he booked out the festival for it. Yeah, and this is when they were legit instrumental, fucking like Crabcore kids. They were they were legit kids at that point. Oh, the, in time. the the first EP version of Polyphia. before they got signed, before they went on tour, yeah. before all that bullshit. The, the first, well, even even before that, because they they went like. Crabcore, like super progressive metal, but instrumental. Yes. Then they got a vocalist. Then they got two vocalists. Then they went. They lost both the vocalists. And they were like, "We're too good for you. We're just gonna do this jazzy, you know, instrumental shit that they did for a while with Brandon." And then they they switched it up, and now they're doing what they do now. It it was yeah, way before that shit. Yeah, and it was just boo boo crab 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 boo. Like I'm like. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what do I do with this? Like, you guys are good. You guys tell me about what the fuck was that? What do I do with this bullshit? If only you knew. <laughs> exactly. Like, I did not think they were going to blow up. Because, like, it, it did nothing for me, you know? And now they're fucking... I love that they blew up. Because it, it puts Dal- it puts Plano on the map a little bit. And, you know, it's it's a local guy. It's local guys, local heroes. It's it's what you want to see. It's what everybody wants to see. It's why it's why everybody loved fucking uh, Sky Eats Airplane and, and Oh Sleeper and stuff like that. It's not that just that they're good. Memories. It's not just that they're good. It's that you want those heroes to blow up. The thing that I hate is that they got the fucking attitude about it. Oh, God. And I don't know if it's a show. I hope it is. 
I hope it's a show for the teeny bopper fans that follow them, but fuck me, I hate it. And it makes me not want to even listen to them. I mean, like, like when they when they did the song with uh, with Jason Richardson, and the, I mean, this is early on. I was like, I hope that he's the douchiest part of this band. Goddamn. I will. I'll put it like this: I love instrumental music. I don't. But I want you to tell me a story without vocals. Like I can't get into Animals as Leaders anymore because it's just. Let us, let us jerk off our instruments for five minutes and show you that we're tone gods. Um, Son of Swan from Dallas, Neil Swanson. Phenomenal fucking musician. And I mean fucking phenomenal. And he's not even a douche. Like, he's humble as shit. But his music is just guitar porn. Mm. And I'm like... I, I, what, what do I do? Do, do, I, do I bang my... Do I bang my... No, I can't bang my head here. Do I, I can't... I can't mosh. Do I just stand here with my arms crossed? I'm off a guitar point. Like I like I like you to be able to diddle on guitar. Like if you're a guitarist, fucking show me a good solo by all means. Right. Hi, random dog. Otison, those are not your Doritos. They could be. <laughs> You'll never. But like, there's, there's be bands like Rusty Circle Skeleton Summit who legit will tell me a story through the music without words, and I can just follow along. Like I ain't gotta do shit. I can sit here and follow along to your shit without getting bored because you're not fucking just doodling on a guitar. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something to be said about like knowing that the musician is great. I I can't get into instrumental stuff. Like, I will, I will be one of the first to admit that fucking Jaron from Renatus or Renatus, whatever, however they pronounce it, Renatus, Renatus, is clowning people on how good he plays. I don't even know, like it. He and and Bryce Butler, God damn it! And Bryce Butler's in my fucking timeline. And Brandon Burkhalter <laughs> can just like they can decimate people, and they don't think I don't know if they like legit think this, but they act like they don't think that they're even all that great. They think that they're just and it's humble, it's it's just humble. And so like I enjoy watching their rise. I love Bryce. Like I brought through Archaic a few years ago with Bermuda on tour. Uh-huh. And the drummer was just a fucking beast. Uh-huh. And he still is. And they came back through without me, like through Rustin, I think. Mm-hmm. Or through Kevin. But it was at Tomcats. Mm-hmm. And Bryce was there. For whatever reason. <laughs> because Who it's knows? Bryce. Fucking Beans shows up wherever he wants to show up. I mean, you're not really wrong. <laughs> and, like, it's me. I know people. Tomcats, they don't care if I'm backstage. They don't give two shits. So we're, Tom you know. Tomcats doesn't have a backstage. Shh. <laughs> Backstage, aka you, behind the curtain, or behind the speakers. It was behind the curtain at that point. Oh, okay, then they, we're watching. You, our, you hide <laughs> your gear in basically like a, a high school locker that's built onto the wall, and they put it like a uh, a window curtain over the front of it. Like, don't go past here. I can see it from the stage. I guess we were technically side stage since there's no backstage, but you know. And so our cake's on stage, and the drummer's just doing the. And Bryce's like, hee, 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 shit, oh, fuck. I'm like, Bryce. Beating his dick while he, while he plays. Basically, like, he might as well have worked it out. I'm like, Bryce. <laughs> I, I get it. He's good, but calm the fuck down. He's like, but just, like, there's video of it on my Facebook page. Bryce, ha- Bryce has a love for the art. He really does, and it's so fucking cute because he looks like he's fucking 12. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm weird about it. I, I don't get like like I, I I love my friends and hold I hold on. Let me look at his profile, which I'm at. Drummer at Contrarian, which is the newest band that he's officially a member of. Yeah, where all the guys look like they're 45. Porter Price looks like he's 12. Yeah. Can't grow facial hair. For shit. <laughs> but I love him anyway. Like, people that don't know me, I'm like, oh, that's, that's my son. That's Bryce. He looks like he's... How old are you? You're 30? How the fuck? That's not my son. But that's my son. Like, come on. <laughs> Drummer at Contrarian. Drummer at Secretary Sons. Drummer at Abigail Williams. Drummer at Breaker. That's four bands. Drummer at Seeker. That's five. Silver Chord, Entombment, Valiant Crusade, Day of Meth, Lizard Professor, former drummer. Lizard Professor? What the fuck? He's still posting Lizard Professor? They still exist. They're still technically active. The new album should be out next year. Per Bryce. Are they the new tool? Because they've been saying new album out for like a couple years. They were tool before tool was tool. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. Former drummer at Bro Job. Excuse me, former butt cheek smacker at Bro Job Jesus. as well. Former drummer at The Faceless. Yeah, we all knew that was going to happen. Well, everybody knew that was going to happen. Former drummer at. Fuck you, Hunt. Michael Keane. <laughs> Apparently he's clean now. Ish. And I don't, I don't even know. Former drummer at Hunt the Dinosaur. Former drummer at 2x4. <laughs> And he's single, ladies. And straight. So if you want to look like you're fucking a <laughs> a prepubescent child, go With fuck tattoos. Go, go fuck beans. I mean, <laughs> will you please? Uh, no, I, I, I love I love Bryce. He's he's awesome. I. I struggle with like the I don't know if it's like the the macho man attitude where I'm just like I'm not like. I love you, buddy. Like, I, I hug everybody. I want right. to kiss on everybody. It's like, uh, I don't know. And maybe that's just me. Like, I, I'm not that comfortable with it. I don't know what it is. I'm all about it. Like, hug me. I'm down with hugs. Right. But, like, I don't want, I don't want random people, like, kissing me. And I don't want, like, uh, I don't want to be touched and groped and, we like, weirded out by people I'm not, like, buddies with and i guess everybody's just fucking buddies with bryce and is I, it? I get it because he's he's so sweet like he's he's one of the nicest he's a dudes fucking, i love him i get uh, it ladies get if it. you're single and at least 21 and you like your ass eating please go with bryce <laughs> <laughs> bryce butler uh that's facebook.com oh jesus christ everybody knows who the fuck bryce butler is i mean you're not wrong uh, if you I'm, don't I'm, know who i'm he sure is. i'm sure he's made his way through the people he wants to make his way through you can always have more Maybe. So, like, we're talking one day because he's, like, halfway in town, halfway not. I'm like, let's go do lunch. Like, bro, I, I love you, but I'm booked up solid for, like, two weeks. So I was like, how? Wait, don't answer that. Never mind. But how? And then he gets, like, involved with her. When somebody tells me they're busy, <laughs> I ask them, what, what are you busy with? Like, if I'm being a dick about it. I'm right, like, right. I'm too busy to do that. Like, well, what are you busy with? Oh, well, I got practice and i got my job i'm like are you bryce butler busy or are you just like i don't want to hang out with you busy because mm-hmm. like that's legit if you just don't want to hang out with me that's cool i'm, yeah, I I'm got fine you. with it yeah but like are you really busy or are you just like i wanted to go home and sit on the couch busy because <laughs> bryce <laughs> butler has got mm, 
12 bands that he plays for at any certain time and then he just to show off i think just to like suck his own dick he but he posts a show where all of them fucking play and he's like look at me i remember 140 fucking songs at a time and i can play them all flawlessly fuck you all by the way i'm gonna jump on another the faceless show just to kick your own ass well, so Circuit of Sons was the last event he joined before Contrarian, and he legit recorded oh, the drum parts for the new album. Right. And it got released, I'm like, well, A, they're playing shit I like to listen to to begin with. Uh-huh. So had you just told me these guys are fucking cool, I would have a word about their shit. I would have they're, they're a Defonce band, so Defonce is handling the business. Okay. Defonce has good bands behind him on his roster. Yeah. I trust Defonce with, with music. Mm-hmm. Yo, these are my clients. Check them out. If you dig it, cool. If not, cool. And then Beans are like, hey, so I put out the album with, with Fuck Your Sons. And uh, all these drum parts are spontaneous. I'm like, okay. I don't buy that shit. Five bucks. It's like five songs. Five bucks, six bucks, whatever. You ain't got no, you know, money is money, but fuck you. Okay. So I'm having one day. I'm like, the fuck you mean all this shit? Like, I didn't have time to learn all the parts. Like, there's drum parts written out for the album mm-hmm. that I could not learn in time to record. Mm-hmm. They called me with such short fucking notice that they said fucking come in anyway and just fucking play. Right. And I'm like, fuck you. They did that with Bryce? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay, fuck you because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, this shit's fucking good. What the fuck you mean this is all spontaneous? Like, I did not have anything written out. Mm-hmm. I got behind a kit. Yeah, I think, and I went. I think he mentioned that he came out and did a, a, a drum tuning for uh, for our old drummer. At one point, he was he was telling us about doing the music video for for Hunt the Dinosaur back when he was still in that band. And I think he said he didn't even have the song recorded yet. <clears throat> like it was something that Hunter had written, but he had written it for Bryce or him and Bryce had written it together. So he hadn't actually learned the song yet. So he was like learning it while they were recording the music video. Like that's Bryce, I hate, I hate you. That, yeah, <laughs> I hate you a I little hate you bit so much. Because I, I, I'd get guys that would show up to my shows and had been playing the same song for six months and didn't know the fucking songs. You wrote this. The fuck are you doing? They didn't write it, but they didn't learn it either. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Uh, hey, so you're not my first drummer for this part. This has been written by somebody else, but here you go. It's even recorded on tape. Yeah. I have tabs. Well, we we wrote... I wrote Captives, or I wrote Captives with the, the, the original band in 2011. We recorded it in 2012, and I, you know, the band fell apart in 2012. We got back together in, like, 2014, 2015, something like that. And so that's a three-year gap of time that you could have learned, you know, heard music, learned music, whatever it is. But I, Thanatophobia. Thanatophobia? Thanatophobia. Yeah, Thanatophobia. Um, and merciless, yep. and condemned. Yep, yep. And the albums on my phone. Yeah, all all yeah. Of, all of those songs were written in in twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, Reco- it came out twenty twelve officially, according to my phone, at least. So yeah. obviously, I, I, mean, I released it. I released it from my computer. I remember, yeah. you know, exactly the day it came out on July seventh, twenty twelve, the same day that we played uh, "Scream the Prayer" tour at, at the Door Dallas. Wait, you? We were a Christian band. You? Uh-huh. A Christian band? I'm still a Christian. What? I I wouldn't know. 
Like, what, if you listen to any of the other podcasts, you'll hear me talk with Sam about about faith and stuff like that. And I have I have a very like loose interpretation of what I actually follow. Um, I'm not my my dad is like the son of a preacher. My mom is a is a super devout Christian, and they're both just like kind of assholes about the relationship or about the religion. And I was raised in it and I believe in a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm not super involved. Street corner Christian shouting at me for listening to fucking devil music and shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. And I appreciate you for that. No, absolutely. I've been to so many shows of my own choosing where street corner Christians come out and try to like, you're going to go to hell. Like, well, probably so are you though at the same time. Dude, that was one (laughs) of the things that I hated the most about, about that show that we did. Because we got people, uh, we did Scream the Prayer. That was one of the most, you know, infamous shows that we did. That where it was like you had to be a Christian, you had to be a Christian band, and then you had to, uh, you know, if you wanted to play this show, and then you were on a show with people that were like, well, they're Christians, sort of. <laughs> like maybe Emery and Demon Hunter were Christian bands, but like My Children, My Bride, like. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's there's <laughs> they're, they're three Christian types of Christian ish. bands. <laughs> there's the, the very much preachy, 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 I'm a Christian band. There's yeah. a demon hunter, and there's Emery, who have the, the lyrics mm-hmm. and the hidden messages and shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's SLA Dying. Before, you know, <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah. Old school SLA Dying, first three albums, where if you look hard enough, you'll hear it. No, everybody knew that they were a Christian band, but didn't think that they were like... But they weren't labeling themselves as a Christian band. Like, hey, yeah. we're five Christians in a band right? with pseudo-positive messages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, there's bands that like Let the Fire who are of various faiths. I don't pay attention to them. Like, like I'm, friends with all, I'm friends with half the damn band. Right. But I don't go saying, Seth, are you a Christian? Andrew, are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. Ask me if I fucking care. Like, yeah, when I, I when I I helped start with Teeth, they were a band previous. Uh, the the two guys that I met with were in a band uh, already, and when I came in, I told them I like if I join the band, we got to start over because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like the direction that they were going. They were a hardcore band. I That's, was like, if we're gonna do this, like, if I'm gonna be in the band, it's got to be at least metalcore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I want to do this a little better, a little bit more professional because it sounded like shit. Um, and th- their request to me was that it, it stayed Christian. And I was like, well, I am a Christian. As long as we don't get too fucking preachy, I, I don't care. I'm fine with it. But then that became like my fucking undoing uh, because then we had to find people that were like uber Christians, like read their Bible every day, went to church every night. You know, prayer, prayer, prayer. And anytime we weren't doing, uh, you know, band practice, somebody was supposed to ask me or somebody was supposed to invite me to go do charity and stuff like that. I was like, I'm not. Just a soda would be fine. Like, I'm not really. That's not what I'm in this for. I was in this to do music. Like, I can I can write a, a good message. Um, and all of my songs have a, a Christian message. Right. Um, but if I can't hear it at the same time because I'm not looking for it. Right. 
that's cool. Like that's, that's good. Like I'm a I'm a non-believer. It is what it is. Okay. But I don't dog anybody for their faith because that's not who I am. You know. Yeah. Like I listen to Behemoth. Uh-huh. I listen to Old Demon Hunter at the same time. Mm-hmm. You Both listen to what very, you like. It's fine. Yeah, very much have a very different message, but mm-hmm. the message is there mm-hmm. if you choose to listen to it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just words. I, I mean, I think music is music, and it, it shouldn't... You shouldn't try to segregate people. And, and I, I think one of the things that you can do with music is if... You play good enough stuff, and you you know you put your message in there that you want people to find out. People start doing research; they start trying to figure out what it's about. You know, we we, we learned a whole shitload about Guns and Roses before we ever actually saw them on on video or music video. We we realized that they, they were, do coke. Yeah, that they were all about fucking coke. You and know, hookers and and everything. Same thing with Motley Crue. Everybody knew their shit and didn't have to ask them a fucking question. You know. Um, <laughs> you, you you can you can find that stuff out if you want to. Well, I, my, back my, to uh, back to what you said earlier about like starting a whole new band. Like, Light the Fire have been friends of mine since before Light the Fire. Like, I've known Andrew, the bass player, since the days of System of a Load. So, thirteen, fourteen fucking years. Right. I started with them when I worked with Art Miguel and with Anthony Streeter, big old aunt, you know. So I've been following Andrew for fucking half my life. Right. Or what seems like half my life. I'm thirty four, so for fucking. 14 or 34 years I've known Andrew. Yeah. Uh, System of Load disbanded mutually. Just life happens. And he started doing Let the Fire with other musicians. Mm-hmm. Drummers changed. Everybody changed but Andrew. They put out a record last year with Standby with Seth Davis of, Let, of American High. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, the old vocalist, vocalist too at that point, mm-hmm. backed out for family reasons. Amicably, it is what it is. And Seth is angry. But he wrote such a powerful, positive album within his anger. And I felt like... Oh, dude, Captives is a fucking hate story. Yeah. But it's got a positive message because that's <laughs> and, and the like, way that's, I wrote that's, it. That's what it is. Like, I've, <laughs> I've talked to, you know, I'm like, I, I feel like Seth has been very much vocal about, like, look, this album is a very hate-driven album. Oh, yeah. But it's a very positive message when you dig deep and listen to the shit that I'm talking about. Right, yeah. When when I wrote Captives, I didn't want people to come back and be like, dude, you really hate your dad, <laughs> you know, or, or you really dealt with some drug deal, drug issues. I wrote it so that somebody could, like, listen to it going through those kind of things and be like, you know, this speaks to me. You know, I, I hope that it did. I hope that somebody heard it that, you know, and it, it meant something to them. Like, but don't get me wrong. Like, the last yep. two albums from Let the Fire, the last four albums from Let the Fire. Uh-huh. Every album is phenomenal, uh-huh. but every album is different. But I feel like this one, what the fuck do they call it? We got to forget that shit. I'm old. I've been drunk since then. <laughs> they call it Compassion in Unlikely Places. If that doesn't scream positive message to you, then I don't know the fuck will. Like, I don't know the fuck else you want from that. Like, it, it screams compassion, positive. Yeah, you, you expect know. to see packs right. <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> but, like... I made a playlist of just shit that I listen to personally. Mm-hmm. Like, this is me. This is my life. This is what right. I want right. musically. Mm-hmm. And it's my friend's Spotify account. Like, I use my own. I made it on her account. And it has, like, the fire. Just this one album. I was going to put other shit on there, but she's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is, like, the fire. These are my boys from Dallas. She's like, this is so powerful. I'm like, you're not wrong. 
like I've known this kid. I've known Andrew since we were fucking kids. Like since we were both fucking like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. You know, like mm-hmm. I grew up with him when he was in fucking Greenville. But I went out to System of Love shows in fucking Greenville at the fucking hangar and got shit. I shrunk at the hangar because I can. Do the fucking hangar. <laughs> you know, the best hotel venue ever because <laughs> Hunt County don't give two shits. But like Jeff, the old vocalist. Wrote two powerful albums, maybe three. I don't know how long he's been. At least two albums are very powerful. But Seth came in and destroyed all that with a new record because it's Seth. And he wasn't trying to say, fuck you, Jeff. It was trying to say, this is us. This is the new direction. And it's taking off. And you can tell that he's pissed off at the world and trying to change it. But I'm pretty sure there's all somewhat still Christians within the band at the same time. But that don't mean shit when it comes down to music, you know? Right. And I'm like, please, put this out 500 times more. And then he's like, I'm writing new shit because I'm always writing. Yeah. And this is even more hateful than the last. Like, this is even more angry than the last record I put out. I'm like, can it get that much more angry? But okay. Like, okay, yeah. Get angry, write more music. Let me hear it. <laughs> Eventually. Dude, it can always be more hateful. I mean, you're absolutely right. You can be dispositions and hate everybody. Yeah. That... Dispo's weird to me. I like Dispo. I love Dispo, but they have a great... But the, I, I feel like it's a like a a, a game. They, they don't actually hate everything or hate everybody. But it's all about the game and how you play it. Yeah. The music industry in itself is a game. Yeah. Look I, at, I, I think they're doing like an Attila kind of thing. Well, look at look at Azalea Dine, for example. Like Tim Lambesis came out three years ago after all the bullshit with his now ex-wife mm. and said, hey, so we haven't been a Christian band in fucking 10 years. I, I hate to break it to you, but we haven't been a Christian band in fucking 10 years. We used See, this market and, to and, and, and get here, somewhere. Well, here, here's the thing about that. I think he spoke for people that didn't agree with him, and he was trying to throw people under the bus. And I, I've, I've had this conversation several times, so I've, like, I've refined it down to what I actually believe. Because <laughs> By all means. By all means. Azalea dying for me was, was like... Cream of the fucking crop. I loved Asley Dying. When Asley Dying um, fell off, are you going to the bathroom? Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. When when Asley Dying kind of fell off because well, they, when they did fall off because uh, Tim tried to have his wife murdered, he submitted a um, an interview. We didn't submit one. He had an interview with somebody the day before his trial, from what I understand. And the trial, he, he requested that in order for the rights to be released to his interview, he had to, the, the interviewer had to wait until after his sentence was given to him. So basically he, he, he was going to damn himself 
and he didn't want to fuck up his chances with the court by admitting stuff that they didn't know about. So he was like, in order for me to give you this interview, you've got to promise me that you won't release it until I've already been uh, convicted or released. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in the interview, he called out everybody in his band. Yeah. So there's, you know, four other guys. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, the drummer, the two guitarists, and the bassist mm-hmm. that he said, you know, none of us are Christians. We haven't been Christians for a very long time. And uh, we've basically just been riding this wave of, uh, you know, there's money coming in as the Christian moniker is still <laughs> out there. And um, it's none of it's true. And he he didn't say it with anybody. He said it kind of like um, as as a defense to himself, saying, "You know, none of us are are pure. None of us are doing what we're supposed to be doing, and um, we're all kind of fucking the system a little bit." And I was the one that got caught. I was the one that took it just a little too far because he you know he blamed his steroids. Saying that he was uh, he was under the influence when he um, uh, made an attempt. Well, no, what? when when he tried to hire somebody. Oh, his his dumbass tried to hire a uh, a hitman. No, a police officer. Oh, uh. um, who was undercover? He he basically he told somebody at a gym. Mm. I, I know you don't know this story. Mm-mm. Um, but basically he was he was married. And had two adopted kids um, from Africa, from Africa, yeah. or, or like Ethiopia or something like that, some foreign country from uh, the African continent. Like I think they're all from Africa, continent-wise. I believe so. Yeah, um, he he had two adopted children that he was going on tour. He was getting kind of crazy because he was doing steroids and yeah. uh, touring all the time, and he was uh, cheating on his wife um, with his his girlfriend, his I believe his now wife. Um, Sounds and, like a great guy. And his his wife basically said, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want you to have anything to do with our kids and started to pull away. So what he did was he was working out while he was home Yeah, and told uh, his trainer, who was I believe was also the guy he was getting his steroids from, mm. that he wanted to get rid of his wife. I want to get rid of that bitch. Um, and his his trainer guy said he knew a guy that could take care of her. Oh, shit. Um, well, what the trainer guy did, because he got spooked, he went to the police mm-hmm. and told them what was up. And the police sent a, um undercover officer mm-hmm. in as a operative, basically. Mm-hmm. And Tim essentially hired a hitman thinking that this guy was a hitman. He hired a undercover police officer to kill his wife. Um, there was yeah. never any chance that this guy was ever going to kill her. Right. But Tim had in his mind. He's like, I'm doing this. Tim has hired somebody at this point. Now, Tim's excuse was that he was just trying to see what would happen if he did it. So 
you know, say I wanted to do this. You know, I just want to see how somebody's going to react if I was to put a hit on your head. Right. You know, if this person's going to be like, nah, I don't do that kind of shit. This is just funny to me. Or if the person's like, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kill your wife. It's cool. And you go put some money in their hand. They go, this is a bigger deal than what I want to deal with or whatever. You know, or yeah. they actually fucking do it. He he right. said he said he had just hired them to see what would happen. See, uh, you know, how the the pictures that would be taken and, you know, how he would follow. He just wanted to, like, get inside the mind of a killer, essentially. Well, you did still just hire a murderer, essentially. <laughs> right. In your mind, you're still hiring a guy to kill your wife. Yeah. So he, he fully admitted that he did this in an interview. Oh, wow. And when he did the interview, he said, you know, I don't want this to release until afterwards because I know this damns me, oh, essentially. Um, what a great guy. But in the same interview, he basically said that none of the guys in the band were Christians and they were all just riding this wave. Now, I don't know how much of any of this is true. Mm -hmm. He said that none of them follow this. And I believe that not all of them are fucking liars and just in it for a money pool. I think that they are like me and have varying levels of Christianity. Mm. You know, uh, uh, for today is one of those bands that cheese. It's cheese. It's, (laughs) When you get done, I have a story for you. Okay. Um, for Today is one of those bands that had oh, what I can only describe as like the psycho Christian in the band that ruins it for everybody else. Uh, their their lead vocalist was uh, crazy, in my opinion. And then they had a guitarist in the band. I, I know not the one that's that's like touring with Memphis Mayfire right now. Not Sam, but the other one, I believe it was was like a fucking nutcase and he was the one that was like open about uh hating homosexuals or like wanting to distance himself or something along those lines i forget exactly what it was he's just like a kind of a shitty dude um but there there's those guys that are they call themselves like christians and they go like super deep and then they feel like you know if you don't follow these set of rules you don't you're not really a christian you should not claim christianity bunch of bible thumpers (laughs) way out like this is what my mom is um you know the fucking crazy version of christianity so i feel like at one point as lay dying was that or there were guys in the band that were that i'm sure tim was at one time you know the way that he talked in the interviews like i've I've got their their dvd and stuff like that i'm sure at one point in time everybody was very christian if, if, like makes sense to you. Well, it's, it's like the same thing with uh with like O Sleeper. I think right. O Sleeper at one point was like uber Christian. Under Oath was uber Christian. Christian. You know, super duper duper duper. Uber. Like they were the face of Christian metal. Uh, you know, fucking Revolver. I think it was did a Christian metal uh, uh edition, and it had you know Demon Hunter, Under Oath, Asley dying, and Demon Hunter is still very much Christian. But are they fucking hating people that are not Christians? From what I can tell, they're like they're one of those bands that are like you can tell that they're Christian bands, right? But they hop into the secular worker at the same time. Uh huh. They're not. They're not Seventh Day Slumber. If you don't know who they are, that's okay. Well, like uh, like, sleep, like they're, Sleeping they're Giant. Not, they're not evangelical preachy preachy preachy. There's 
they have the, the Christian undertone. Mm-hmm. I think they're very Christian overtone. Like they, they, oh, are they very, have that too. They are they, very loud. They have that too. Don't get me wrong. But they're not like hating on people that are not Christians. Like they welcome for, you as a believer or not. No matter for how today, the, the reason is. I hate for today is because they were so loud about their faith and how they they like despised people and they would try to like convert people at their shows. Like they did, you guys yeah. are fucking nuts. I remember going to one of their shows. I think I was with you. But oh my god, I was like, was that the one where I saw their uh, their Maddie like screaming at the girl? Um, I think so. Like he was trying to scream a demon out of her. Uh, I think (laughs) might have been. But I was like side stage watching watching the lead singer of Four Today like yelling at a girl like get out get out demon. The fuck is wrong with you, man? And (laughs) I was I was just looking around like what is going on? I thought we came to like a show just to like hang out. Not even a Christian show. Not even scream the prayer show. This was a show that they were the odd man out on. Yeah, they weren't even the headliner. We were just like going to see somebody else, and I was like, what is going on? Okay, so check it. So, Real Club, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. 40 Days' last official tour, because mm-hmm. they retired. They quit. They called it the fucking day. Was this the, 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 uh, the one with Chelsea Grin? I don't think so. Okay. I was about to say, is that, we, show, we played that show. No, you weren't active. You were not active as a man at that point in time. Three years ago, we were. It may have been, yeah, you know how that goes. You weren't on that show. At you that done point drank in time. since then. You done drank since then. <laughs> but it was like the the official retirement tour for four today. Yeah. Your phone goes off more than mine. Dude, I've talked about it on this podcast. I've got the worst fucking memory, so I set alarms for everything. Right, right. So uh, I worked for Kevin uh-huh. because money is money, and I like it. And you're a bitch. No, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, but I got bills to pay and shit. Like. I got bills to pay. I got cigarettes to Not buy. Not a bitch. I You're a whore. You're a whore where, a whore, where the money yeah. comes in. I got bills and shit, you know? Yeah, I, I totally get it. And so, like, I'm a, I'm a stagehand. No, I'm a, what the fuck am I doing? I think I'm a merch guy at that point. I'm doing some shit for Kevin. Some shit. It might have been stagehand. It might have been merch guy. I don't fucking know anymore. You were a help. I was help. I was hired help. Right. And Maddie's on stage. Mm-hmm. I think my homegirl, Jay Gray, was in town at that point. Working the show, shooting the show. Active at the show. Yeah. I think it was a stage hand because I, I wasn't doing shit at that point because... I'm bummed about Jay. I love her to pieces and she's happy so that's all that matters. I'm bu- I, I don't know anything that's going on with her currently. We, we are at odds. Oh. And uh, I'm bummed that she dislikes me and she has an issue with me and I haven't ever really had a chance to... Fix it, I guess. It bums me out that that I've got somebody out there that doesn't like me uh, because of a conversation that we haven't fully had yet. I can probably squash it at some point for you. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure I'm a stagehand at that point because I ain't doing shit at that point in time. I'm backstage fucking off. Mm -hmm. And Maddie's on stage half through his set. Forty Day's been, you know, they play long sets. It's Forty Day. They, They have a message to get out. Because that's who they are. Like, if you don't know, they are uber-Christian. And they preach. And preach. And, and it's not they. It's 
Natty. No, no they, do, they do the under oath, like, we've got a 45-second spiel that we're going to tell you about how God is so good and we're so glad that God put us in your lives. And, you know, you need to turn to Christ. And if you haven't turned to Christ, we're here to talk to you. Like the, the altar call that every preacher does at the end of a service. You say 45 seconds, it felt like five minutes. I could be wrong. It could very well be knowing for today. And so he's on stage, you know, Jesus. And I'm like, wait, what? Something, something. Jesus. Like, does, does he want Cheez-Its? I can go to the store and get some Cheez-Its. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. If, if you don't know Maddie, he's... Oh, my Christ. We've had that conversation before. <laughs> like, like, I've never listened to Four Today before that point in time because I'm yeah. just not... We've had that conversation, I think, about Four Today. I don't think we were there for that, that show, I'm but not, I swear like... I've heard that same thing from Maddie. And I've I've had that same conversation where he's like, did he fucking say Jesus? Like, no, if if you know me, I'm not uber anything. I'm not uber Christian. I'm not uber satanic. I'm just, I'm here. You're okay. Like, chilling, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, and I've never been into Florida Day. Like, just the the message is a little bit too preachy for my blood. Mm. It is what it is. If you like it, great. If you don't, more power. Either way, you know, whatever. And it's a I, breakdown band. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's a breakdown. But talk about I showed Jesus. up. I showed up to hear a, a mosh call and a breakdown. Well, for today is your band. Yeah. There you go. And I'm like, I'm backstage. I'm like, looking at. I'm like, did, did he say Jesus? <laughs> Are you a fan of the, like? Do, do you know these guys? Did he say Jesus? I wish to God you had like a snack bar at the venue, <laughs> like rolled out with a box of Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! <laughs> Like if if, and it's a big if. If they ever do a reunion tour, I will pay money <laughs> to go to that show and throw cheeses at him. We're investing in cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> like Maddie, you don't know me at all. But this one time. But this one time in Fort Worth, you're talking about either cheeses or Jesus, and I'm not quite sure which. So here's some cheeses for you. The power of the cheese compels you. The power of the cheese compels you. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, can I be your friend? Oh, my God. You can be my friend. I don't care. He's like, hey. What to do? Oh, What a sweet little guy. If this is, this is on camera, so if you can see this, there's a random dog on me. <laughs> if you can't see this, there's a random fucking dog on me. And by random, like, I don't know the dog offhand. It's it's their dog, and it's just kind of chilling he, over here. He just yeah. wants to be friends. Odie he's, makes friends fast. He's looking at me like, hey. Uh, he's very social. Very sweet. Look at him. Laid his head down on somebody he doesn't know. And he's like, you're my friend. You're my buddy. You're Aww. my friend now. So, we've been here for a good three hours at this point. <laughs> just bullshit. Yeah, you've been here for four hours. We've been recording for three yeah. hours because yeah. I was not fully set up to record yet. How dare you? How dare you not be set up to record even though I don't get your shit? I, had shit. I got nothing going on. Yeah, we can we can wrap it up or we can keep going. It really depends on what you want to do. I want to talk about November 1st real quick. Yeah, let's do I'm it. crazy. Uh, I love the scene. <laughs> I love that that's the intro. <laughs> like, I'm crazy. I, I'm crazy. So I, I love the scene very much. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe in every single man that I have on the show. It's the DFW scene. If you don't live in DFW, then fuck you. 
come to Denton, November 1st. Let's all hear Um Not only do I have what we call the Analog Future Tour. Like This is the show that I told you about where I didn't book the tour name. That's not my tour name. It's just like, I know the tour. Like, what the fuck is the name again? So it's called the Analog Future Tour with Four Stroke Baron and Stellar Circuits. Plus, all that is flesh who cannot be here. Calling they were you invited. out, Preston. They were invited, but you we're know calling shit you out, Preston. Like I love you're you. You're on thin fucking ice. You're gonna have to come over here and tell us what you did and bring us a souvenir. That could honestly probably be. A, I need a souvenir need from a souvenir. you for you bailing on. No, I'm kidding. Photo I'm evidence. Kidding. I don't need shit. Make that happen though. No, I, I would love to to meet you guys. I would love to interview you guys and talk to you about you know everything that you're doing. I saw your music <laughs> video today, and it was. It was very good. I like that you have a little uh, disclaimer at the very first that says that this this video has been shown to give you epilepsy. <laughs> they were on a live and local this year at some point, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And I say that like not in a not against them, but like they're heavy, progressive, well, angry, what? growly music, and I'm like, that's not what the Eagle plays a whole lot of. Live and local does though. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's about the only way you can hear that music on the Eagle because it has to be live and local. Yeah, because because they, they've messaged us a handful of times and asked us if we wanted to submit something or or and they they played us before a couple of times on on live and local. I don't I don't remember her name, but Cindy Skull. Yeah, she's a sweetie. No, 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 no. It's the other one, not Cindy. Debbie Sexton. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, she's a sweetie. With two X's? Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, anyway. Four Stroke Baron, Stellar Circuits, All That Is Flesh, The Great Hanging from fucking Gainesville, Texas, because it might as well be Ditton at that point. Yeah. Um, without Sacrifice and Perceived. Was that six bands? Six bands. Okay. Rounded out lineup. It's only six bands. It runs like eight to fucking twelve thirty ish. One. Where's the venue? Rubber gloves rehearsal studio. Ditton, Texas. Is it a rehearsal studio again, or is it just a venue? Both. Mate. They're doing. Rehearsal. It's a venue guaranteed. Okay. They never change the name, <laughs> so I don't know if yeah the rehearsal studio exists at this point yeah or if it's going to at some point. Or at this point, it's just a fucking name. Yeah, I'm sure bands would love to know if it was a rehearsal studio again. Having any extra spots out there would be nice. If you have questions about that, <laughs> contact the venue and not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, they just recently reopened. They've been good about their business. They were easy to contact. Like, I, I love venues that I could work with. Like, yeah. I don't want to contact you and be like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Do you have this? A week later, oh, hey, by the way. Yeah, radio silence. It's like, I've already made the deal. Right. I found somebody else that was willing to respond quickly. Right. Uh, speaking of venues that have just recently opened, let's talk about venues that have closed and venues that have opened and venues you hope to open. Uh, before we go there, uh-huh. tickets are 10 bucks okay, via the local bands okay. or pre-Kindle. There's a link. If you go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Torture Entertainment Dallas, you will find two event pages for that exact same show. Mm-hmm. The uh, Perceived made one. I made one at the same time because always do that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whatever. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks online. 
Dude, ten bucks. You guys got to go. This that's so cheap. Yeah. That's, um, that's so cheap, and especially if a band's doing it for you, we already talked about it. Yeah. Bands are probably going to cut you a deal. So you never know. Like, uh, I haven't encouraged it. Take but your, I also take your girlfriend, take I your side discourage. piece, whatever you want to do. Uh, ten don't bucks. take both unless they're okay with it. I mean, you might get lucky. Who knows? Yeah. No, you won't. You might. You might. You it won't. depends on your relationship status. I mean, if if you're straight up with them from the get go, like, hey, I'm going to take you both to dinner. I'm going to take you both to a show. Then I'm going to put it in both your butts. Uh, <laughs> That's just. Oh, look, in the words of. That's just dumb. The Godfather from WWE, mm-hmm. "Pimpin' ain't easy." <laughs> How are you going to blame him you're for so that funny. quote? Because it's. I feel like that goes way back to Snoop Dogg, and you know. A lot of other people before the fucking Godfather in WWE. <laughs> you want me to quote Bitchford to have my money instead? What? You want me to quote Bitchford to have my money from bitch fucking have my money? That bitch better have my money. Jesus, it's, that... not, it's not the quote that I have an issue with. <laughs> it's who you said quoted it. Well, technically speaking, he did. Okay. I mean, I can. I, I'll tell you what. Once again, it's time. Everybody, come on board the fucking hoe train. <laughs> Would you prefer that one instead? Is that better for you? So, 10 bucks, a ticket, rubber gloves, a Denton. 12 day of, so buy in advance from the locals if you can. 12 day of? Yeah, 12 bucks day of. I got to make oh, my 12, money. 12 day of. Yeah, Sorry. 12 day of. 12 bucks day of, doors at 8. 10 bucks pre-order or pre-purchase, 12 bucks day of show, rubber gloves in Denton. Six bands. If you're under 21, uh-huh. it's only two bills more. So 14 bucks day of. 14 bucks day of. Okay. Like, no other venue does a $2 upcharge. Everyone else is fucking five bucks. So you can't really complain. Or you just can't leave. Uh, yeah, you know. Fuck off if, you, if you're under 21. No drinking outside. Pre-game beforehand. Yeah, I don't yeah, encourage yeah. your days drinking, but if you're gonna, pre-game beforehand. We do not encourage that at all. <laughs> if you're underage, don't pr- don't drink at all. I also don't discourage because I've been there and done that. Of course, who hasn't? I'm not your daddy. I can't tell you what to do. You look like my daddy. <laughs> I mean, I could be your daddy. You never know. <laughs> you're maybe the same age as me. <laughs> I'm. A, what what month were you born in? June. Um, I was like I'm ten months older than you are. You're thirty three. I'm thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. Eighty five. So yeah, eighty six. Yeah, <laughs> ninety two. <laughs> ninety two. Ooh, he's a youngin'. I know he's great, a Robin. I mean, you're only like 27? 20, 2017. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm only twenty seven. I mean, like I, I go within. I have a ten year role, but even then, it's more like five ish. She mm-hmm. was legal when I met her, so I didn't really give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, I was twenty. When you met me, I mean, yeah, if, yeah that makes sense. If she was twenty when you met her. She couldn't legally drink, but fuck it, whatever. No, just a year had to wait. That's mm. it. So, uh, wasn't too bad. Venues that have closed, venues that have reopened, venues that have opened. Well, let's let's do an overview real quick of of all the details of your show. Who yes. are the six bands? Four Stroke Baron, which is a prosthetic records artist. That's uh, Four Stroke Baron. Okay. Pers. Excuse me. <laughs> Stellar Circuits, who are from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Not to be confused with Salem, Massachusetts, but Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. They're fucking phenomenal. I, I swear by them. I legit bought their record because it was just that damn good. 
All that is flesh. I bought Them a record today. Like I've been meaning to buy this shit, but you know, I I'm lazy. I bought it today. He 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 was gonna buy it today, but then you know Preston fucking bailed on me. Preston bailed, so there's ten bucks you lost. All that is flesh. You <laughs> fucked it up. The great hanging. Okay. From Gainesville. From Gainesville. There's the, the, the odd man out there, like the old school thrash. Like, think of Killamon Metallica. Okay. But current. They're fun. Like, they, I like to have the odd band out on my bills, you know? Yeah. Um, Without Sacrifice from DFW. Okay. And Perceived. Perceived. Cool. Perceived. Doors are at 8. Show at 8.30. What day is the show? Friday, November 1st. Friday, November 1st. Dia de los Muertos. Tickets are $10 if you pre-order, $12 day of show, and an additional $2 if you are underage. It is all ages. And you need your mama and daddy to drive you. So, okay. So. Venues that have closed, venues that have reopened, and venues that you wish would reopen. Um, Curtain Club closed, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yep. As of June thirtieth of this year, yep, the last show was Drowning Pool. So like they they went out with a fucking bang. Mm-hmm. I'm very saddened by it, but I understand what happened, and it's shit. But it is what it is. What What did you hear happen? Because I, I heard something, but I don't know how much of it's true. Because I heard so, it from a sound guy. <laughs> inside sources. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner sold the venue. Mm-hmm. The, the rights to the venue. The basically property got sold to the. Uh, a development company out of Deep Ellum. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of property in Deep Ellum. So he still owns the venue name per se. Mm-hmm. But the land itself has been sold. Mm-hmm. They had discussed like a three-year deal. So they could operate for three more years. No issues. Pay rent. Fuck off. But the rent was going to be like triple. From what I heard, no. The rent was not an issue. Was it not? No. That's what I was told was the issue. Um, you know how that goes. At some point in time, this year, there was an incident that happened on the street corner. Not at the venue itself, but at the street corner. Close enough. Yeah. After hours, mm-hmm. where somebody got shot. Okay. At like 3 in the morning. In Deep Ellum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chances. Yeah. And the local media... Decided to list it as shooting at the Curtain Club. Yeah. Versus. Death sentence right there. A similar event happened at Trees or around Trees. Mm-hmm. And it was or listed even as. outside sh- of venue. <laughs> and it was listed as shooting in Deep Ellum. Yeah. So, like you said, instant death sentence. Yeah. The, um, to the venue, not to yeah, the person. Yeah. To the, I'm talking about the venue's yeah. death. The powers that be that officially own the property decided to say fuck you guys. Right. And cancel everything and get the fuck out. Right. Oh my. Yeah. And like it, like you said, instant death sentence. Like there, there was, again, three in the fucking morning. Mm-hmm. Had nothing had, to do with the venue. Venue had been closed for a good hour. Right. Staff were still there getting shit cleaned up and just bullshitting because, you know, nobody gives a fuck at three in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, bang, bang. Oh, well, fuck. <gasps> and then that happened. Yeah. Um, so they closed officially. It, it, it's horrible, but... Jeez. Um, 
Waterroom closed two years ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. Turned into punk society. Which is basically just a fucking top 40 dance club with chicks that wear in band t-shirts. Yep. As bartenders. Chicks at Tin Bar mm-hmm. wearing skimpy-ass fucking shorts and a band t-shirt. Yeah. We're going to send them so much publicity. <laughs> I, I doubt the clientele Wait, that you have. Wait, a restaurant for music? Um, the Tin Panther in Fort Worth just closed. That's a new one for me. What is that? A random bar in Fort Worth that did live shows. Okay. I've never been there. Uh, like, I go to venues all the time, obviously. I'm a promoter. I'm a fan. I try to get a feel of anybody, everybody, venue-wise. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much of me in so many venues. Why are you making excuses? Well, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, that just sounds like a load of excuses. I'm one guy. I don't have the time. I have a fucking day job. Oh. <sighs> so many issues. First world problems. It kind of is. <laughs> but. um, Another Fort Worth venue that's been like two years from now. That doesn't matter at this point. Um, reopened the Rail Club. What's your thought on that? I'm friends with Chris Pallone. Yeah. I want to see him succeed in life. What What's your and and, t- and tell me if this is is you know dirty. What's What's your thoughts on what happened? As a third party contractor who got paid cash for everything that I fucking did in there. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I've heard five different things, six different things. Yeah, I, I, I've I heard, heard. I heard direct from Pallone, mm-hmm. and I heard direct from Dunlop, and they were very different stories. Um, and, then, and then I heard somebody that was. I heard from somebody that was in the business during both administrations. Uh, they they weren't uh, an owner mm-hmm. at the time, but mm-hmm. they were, you know, a manager involved. Yeah, and so they they kind of heard the the takeover issues and what was going on, and they gave some insight as to what was going on. But again, it, I, I don't know. Um, as a as an independent promoter, as an independent contractor who legit got paid cash, right. Yeah. I have no inside knowledge. I don't know what happened, what didn't happen, mm-hmm. how it happened, how it went down. See, I'm I'm the I'm the same way with fucking Tomcats. Right. Um uh if you don't know by now, then don't worry about it, I guess. Like if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As as far as like the story goes, if you don't know the fucking story, I mean, it's not I, I don't my, like I don't like hitching my wagon to right. you know bad business. No, no. And no, so no. hearing hearing things that happen, I, I start distancing myself. Not that I have all that many things to worry about since we're not fucking playing shows. <laughs> but when when the band was fucking going, uh, you know, I, I would I would think about like, do I even want to do business with that place? Because I would hear so many things. And it's like with Tomcats, the the things I heard is like. Am I disrespecting fucking Rustin? You know, because of all the shit that I had heard? 
you know, Rustin is is long gone, and uh, you know the, the, what I had heard was pretty fucking salacious. And I was like, I don't even want. Like, I feel like I'm doing wrong by these guys if I even fucking walk into that venue. Um, as far as Roll Club is concerned, they're about, they're open again. Mm-hmm. It's now called the Roll Club Live. Why it's called the Roll Club Live, I don't fucking know. That's not my decision, but it is what it is. Trying to distance themselves. <laughs> Change the name completely at that point in time. If you're trying to distance yourselves from the name... I mean, everybody knows what the Rail Club is. It change is. the fucking name altogether, but it is what it is. Yeah. It was a fucking strip club before that was. Well, yeah, it, it was. It was a strip club before that. Like, yeah. years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Um, and it had a rail. That was yeah, why it, it was did. the Rail Club. Yeah. And when they reopened it as a venue, they kept the rail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish everybody involved the best of success, the best of luck. Like, I don't ever want to see a venue close. I don't want to see a venue close, but I don't like seeing... Nefarious bullshit go down? Fuckers, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see fuckers either. I, I don't want to see fuckers win. No. And I, I mean, I, I'll be straightforward and say Kevin's fucked me over in the past. And uh, I, I'm legit taking his side currently because nobody has proved him wrong. That's it. That's where I stand with it. Is like I, I'm in the same boat with like the Asley dying thing. Is like I stand on his wife's side because nobody has told me that he has apologized to his wife. That's it. It's like I stand on the side of like you got to prove that you fixed something first. And so like Kevin never was proved to have fucked anybody over, and it was a lot of like hearsay going on that I heard. So I don't like having people that just make up claims and say shit and don't, don't, don't say anything if you don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'll be the one that goes under the gun. Right. Right. No. Um, you know, I, I don't really have anything to fucking lose out of this. You, you do. And I understand, please don't say anything that's going to hurt you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. I respect everybody that was involved at the point in time. Right. I'm still friends with Brian Shard. Is a new project going on. Mm. I'm still friends with Kevin and Shelly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing their thing. And I'm still friends with Chris, and he's obviously doing his thing with the video now. Mm-hmm. Um, if the lawsuit is still there, it's been squashed enough that they could reopen the business. Roughly a year, give or take a couple of days, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is if something's going down legally, mm-hmm. we will find out when it happens, if it happens. Yeah. And if nothing comes of it, then nothing comes of it. Like... I'm everybody involved has paid me at some point in time. Brian's paid me money at some point in time. Chris paid me at some point in time. Kevin paid me at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I've done business through everybody at some point in time because when I did business there, they were all involved as an owner. Mm-hmm. That being said, Kevin's doing his thing. He's moved on. Brian has moved on. Chris has returned to the fold with that venue. Right. Because that's his passion. Mm-hmm. And I can't... I can't hate on him for having that passion. No, and I, I wouldn't hate on him if I felt like it was a passion thing. Right. Um, I, I'm not here to hate on anybody. No. That's not me. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. Right. Hey, 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 hey. I want to be mad at Kevin. 
I want to say that he did all the stuff that they said he did because I know what he did to me. Right. I know how bad he fucked me over before. And then he and I uh, had a sit down. We moved on through our, our issues. You know, we shook hands as gentlemen and walked away and everything was cool. Um, since then, I've tried to look at everything from a uh, an open perspective mm-hmm. and tried to accept that he's not out fucking people over he's trying to grow he was young he was like 21 22 whenever we we did business together i'm like he's he's older married got kids you know he's he's got to have grown up at some point he's he's owned a business at this point and you know i'm just running a fucking band whatever uh bands of business at the same time this one feels like a shitty band or this one feels like a shitty business uh either way this feels like a dollar general (laughs) um but I, I don't want to say things that I'm going to regret later, but I, I worry or not worry. I wonder about Pallone because um, I've seen some shitty things. And, and again, it's it's outside perspective. I don't know. I don't know. And I would love to talk to him about it. I would love to talk to both of them about it. But I don't think I'll ever get that chance. And um, I feel like this will be that nail in the coffin. <laughs> Um, the, the things that I saw that he said were just salacious. They were just arrogant and loud. And the, the things that were said were, it didn't feel founded on, on a lot of the things he said. Like he was, he was, uh, complaining about you know, receipts and money being laundered and stuff like that. And then he would find boxes of receipts in a storage locker. It's like, why would anybody store receipts in a storage locker, uh, you know, for PayPal, you know, and that's, that's what he would get into. And, and so it's just, I, I couldn't get behind him. And, and, and that's saying that I wanted to find fault in somebody in Kevin. But sure. I mean, the, he fucked you over like years and years ago. Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, but that I, was I, years and years ago. He, I got on the side, like when I, when I saw this whole thing going down, uh, I jumped in the middle of it as a, uh, a voice of reason. I remember that actually. I would get into the conversations and be like, everybody's saying that Kevin's doing stuff and everybody's now talking shit on Kevin. But I was like, do you have any proof that Kevin did this? Oh, well, I've got boxes and boxes of proof. Can you post it? Because he was posting everything. He was posting videos of things that he had, and he was talking about all the stuff that he did. And then he would post videos about how Kevin had gone in and, uh, like, destroyed the venue and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm talking to Kevin right now on the phone. And... uh, I know for a fact Kevin's not there defacing a venue. And then it came out that uh, Pallone actually defaced the venue himself. And like, so you took away from the history of the venue for your own selfish gain. And then you blamed it on Kevin. How is this different from what is going on with everything else? Like, I know it's money based, but everything's money based. Of course, everything's money based. But he was saying that Kevin stole all his money and stole all the money from the venue. And he was, you know, um, uh, embezzling money and everything like that. I was like, I think Kevin's struggling. Like, honestly, I I don't think he's doing, like, 
uh, amazingly. He's not like living in a mansion or anything I like mean, that. I mean, he was but getting by. He's getting by, but he was also running a barbecue stand. And the barbecue stand wasn't doing great either. Like, I think they were doing okay. Yeah. But he's not, like, sitting in wealth. He's he's a he's a family man. And he was, like, uh, from what he, he had mentioned to me, he had pulled out of the business months beforehand. And and I'm I'm not I'm not saying this to like uh, get a response out of you. I I don't want any any kind of like any issue for you. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. this is this is me and yeah. and anybody that hears this can take me to the bank on this one. Like because I'll I'll defend it as uh, as long as I live. I, I will say this. Yeah, I've talked to Shelly multiple times. Uh huh. I love her to pieces. Uh huh. And she's told me a thousand times I can't comment until shit gets handled. Of course. And I'm like Shelly, love that I love you. Uh huh. And I respect you for that. Because I'm, and, not, but, like, I'm but not here that, for talk shit. That right there is the sound of somebody. Yeah, you're good. If you could just handle that for me. That right there is the sound of somebody that actually got legal counsel mm-hmm. and had somebody standing behind him going, You need to shut the fuck up if you want to win this. Um, because this person is going to bury you in bullshit. And if you start posting your numbers, you start posting your responses, you are going to get in a world of hurt and it's, you might still win, but you might get buried under something. I mean, it's exactly how it is. It's a very shit business. And Pallone was not, Pallone was the one that was saying he had legal. And I was like, if you got legal, they'd be telling you to shut the fuck up. They would tell you, you need to remove every single bit of this argument that you've got, and you need to keep it in the courtroom. Day one, the very first figure that I saw was him in a random box about the size of, yeah, about the width of your table, mm. just a yeah. random box. We're closed, and this, I'm like, you got jokes, Chris. Like, I legit thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And again, like, I, I've known Kevin for years. Hmm? And years. Mm-hmm. I've done work with Kevin to some extent for years. Mm-hmm. I've personally never been fucked over by Kevin. It's always been business. It's always been the utmost professionalism involved. Yeah. I've been told to fuck off a couple of times. Which, gr- bullshit, gra- granted, the the issue that I had with Kevin, I was 22, he was 21. So we were children at this point. Right. Very basic in the business. And this was too... Children basically learning how to coexist because we lived in an apartment together and we didn't like that. He was, he was, it was his first time getting out on his own. So I, I think that my issue with him was an isolated issue, but it, it was the founding of my distrust for him. Fair. Since then, since I've done business with him, since I've grown with him, I, I trust him way more, you know? But knowing that something like this happened, I wanted to find fault in him. You know, the the situation broke my heart last year. And it's one of the reasons why I took a step back. Right. Because, like like I said, I I know everybody involved Mm -hmm. on a personal level to some extent. I've known Brian Scheid for years because of Triple SP. Because of doing shows with Triple SP, watched him grow as a band and a musician. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they've always been the band that you can call to get fucked up on. Mm-hmm. I need a band that will bring like ten heads, and we'll fucking drink the fucking bar at the damn table. Right. They won't get paid, but you will as a bartender. You will as a venue. Right. And you'll make your money at the bar guaranteed. Right. 
they went from that band to not only were they bringing the four or five of them and fucking drink like fish because mm-hmm. that's what they did. Right. But the 30 to 40 to 50 motherfuckers that bring it at the same time will also come in and drink like fucking fish. Right. They became the band that everybody wanted to work with because they would bring numbers. Right. And sales. They put bodies in the seats or on the floor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And those bodies turned around and fucking got drunk. And then Chris came in, did shows at RBC. Mm-hmm. I knew him from RBC. Yeah. Never worked with him at RBC. I never had a reason to. I had my disagreements with the owner of RBC. It is what it is. Water in the fucking bridge, what the fuck it is, you know. And he moved on from that to doing Ridgely Room and Lounge. Yeah. Talked to him about some business. He's like, look, we don't do outside promoters. As of right now, I'm in-house, and it's me. Mm-hmm. And me, and me, <laughs> and I'm like, I disagree with that, yeah. but okay, right. I think you're being dumb about shit, and I don't think it's you, but you are the representation of the venue, and you're telling me that I can't bring you my own show that could potentially bring you money, yeah, mm-hmm. but okay, it is what it is, right, and then from there, he took on a role at the real club with Kevin. And then eventually with Brian. And he called me for shows. Hey, man, what are you doing? Oh, what day is it? I'm off work. I don't fucking know. What do you want? <laughs> hey, can you come and work the show for me? You know, what time do you need to be there? Can you get here, like, now? <laughs> I love, mean, love those calls. no, but... <laughs> Thanks for the notice. <laughs> you know, I mean, the answer was no, but I'll be there, like, ASAP. It's like, okay, yeah, just... Get here? Right. Cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got you. And then Kevin was, you know, Kevin gave me notice more or less. Hey, man, what are you doing? Can you be here Friday? Uh, okay. What day is it? It's Thursday. Can you be here tomorrow? God damn it. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. You paying me? No, uh, homeboy over in the AR. But I'm getting paid. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, there's been times that Kevin's like, hey, work this work this festival event for me. Hey, so it legit, it didn't do what I wanted it to do, so I can't pay as much as I wanted to pay you, but here's here's what we've talked about no matter what. Okay, Kevin. Right. Like, how, how fucking dare you not do what you wanted to do in business, but still pay me either way. Right. Like, I can't be mad at you for that. You've always, like, Kevin? Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that you were thinking about paying me more <laughs> well like i knew like we had talked about it is like if, if the oh, show okay. does good yeah then i can throw you a little bone right okay yeah i've heard that a lot that kevin would like he would go into his pocket and like pull it out if he had to oh, it, he was, was, it wasn't something that he liked to do um like last time i worked for kevin portwood metal fest it was two days i brought in a homegirl mm-hmm. as a as a body who didn't care about getting paid it was like i'll take care of you i'll get you food and shit you know right you're working for me, worth me. You're, 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 um, your staff. The the VIP lounge exists for you. Like the, the there's catering involved. Right. The bands that are playing are getting catering. That involves us. We're catered. We're getting catering. We're getting taken care of. Yeah, that VIP lounge should exist for nobody when there's no people on the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you know, it is what it is. 
But I'm like, I'll make sure that you're fed. If there's, if there's no catering, I'll fucking pay out of pocket to get you food. Right. If you want food, let me know, whatever. If there's catering, then it's all you, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've never had issues. Like, I could go to Kevin about bullshit. Hey, what do you think about this band? Hey, don't do it. Do you own a venue? No. Don't. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's, it's a shitty situation. The, the numbers that I was told by what I want to call liable source mm-hmm. don't add up. And, like, being a business owner. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying that none of it's true. Because, again, I've got reason to believe that Kevin is not 100% truthful. It is what it is. And I'm certain that Pallone is not blameless. I, again, like, it is what it is. Like, at, at this point, I was told a fucking super-ass number that they were out of money on. And not two thousand bucks, but money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Over over the course of months, mm-hmm. not oh hey, we're missing. Yeah, thousand. that that was what I was told. I was told too. I, I don't know if it's the same number. Um, it's it's been over a year since I heard mine, but uh, I, that's where the the receipts in the storage unit uh, came from. Is like oh well, we lost all this money, or this money was embezzled. And then we found a box with all the receipts that prove all of this money. It's like, no, you didn't. Somebody's embezzling money from you. They're not saving receipts for you. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm a small business owner. And I mean, if I'm lucky, I clear a thousand bucks in business a year. Like, I don't even fucking write it off my taxes. Like, it ain't shit to do with. Right. It's it's cash flow. It's money. Yeah, but we're talking about a venue. Yeah. We're talking about a venue and promoters. But I'm, like, yeah. I'm, like my mindset is, as a venue, you're going to hit a number here and there. You're human. There's error because human error is a thing. Right. But when that number is extravagant, mm-hmm. then you have to stop and think, where did I fuck up? Where did we fuck up? Like, I, as in, I'm a sole owner of the venue, so I fucked up. Mm-hmm. If you're a conglomerate, there's three, four, five, six, seven, ten of you somehow. Right. Where did we, as a, as a whole, fuck up? Mm-hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, where did we fuck up? Yeah. How do we remedy this? Or can we remedy this? If we can, how? Mm-hmm. If we can't, what do we do from here? But like, if I have a disagreement with you, it's not my place to fucking blast you on Facebook about it. I remember like, yo, Jonathan, we got business. We got to talk about some shit. The fuck you doing? Yeah. But. And, yeah. When, when I, when I got blacklisted from, uh, from the door, uh, for some shit, the the first fucking thing I didn't do was go post about how we got fucking blacklisted. Right. And that it was this person's fucking fault. Right. Um which is not what I mean that's that's kid shit. That's I, I see that daily, you know, so and so uh rehearsal studio or so and so uh recording uh engineer uh, uh record engineer um, 
I mean, I'll, fuck, I'll, fucked up our recording or fucked up our money and, you know, don't work with this guy or whatever. <laughs> I had a situation years ago when I was in my early 20s, maybe mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Worked with a band called State to Slave. Okay. They, they've defaulted, they've defunct. Mm-hmm. They had a four song EP that they've written and recorded. Mm-hmm. They recorded at my homeboy studio at his house. Mm-hmm. Homeboy sent me the tracks. Two of them got transversed. It happens. Track two was track four. Track four was track two. My dumbass did not listen to the master copy at all. I had assumed that everything was fucking was in order. Yeah. What did I do? Since it's a fucking print. <laughs> so the band, the band had paid for everything. Yeah. It's at print. And we get it back. And we're like, oh, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. Track two is track four. And track four is track two. Yeah. You know, like, okay, guys, that's, 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 hi, that's, that's me. I didn't do my due diligence. I apologize. Yeah, because that's not just a, a simple s- slip up. That's you going through multiple, like, yeah. are you sure this is what you want? This is yeah. how you want it yeah. done? This is how you want it produced? Like, that's that's somebody, like... The quality uh, was there. Like, the quality yeah, was course, phenomenal. Course. But, like, it but was, like the, the print company is, like, right. they come back to you multiple times be like, you're sure this is what you want? Because if we pr- we press OK on this order, you're getting this order. So if you, if you have any changes, like... I've dealt with that many times. And so, like, I'm like, okay, well, let's let's figure out, you know, like, at that point, we'd only print out just the CDs. We hadn't done a sleeve yet. So mm-hmm. we're not, like, we're out of money. Like, we're out money, mm-hmm. but we're not fucked. Yeah. Because they'd only have printed the CDs. Mm-hmm. And so I hit my homeboys, like, hey, just, a, just an FYI, you fucked up and put track four at track two and track two at track four. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, whoa. When I say you fucked up, I also mean I fucked up because I didn't check your shit. Mm-hmm. That's my job at the same time. I'm representing the band. I'm the band management. I'm the band agent. Mm-hmm. I didn't check their shit. Right. And I wasn't saying, hey, fuck you, asshole. You're a suck of money. It's like, just a heads up. As a bro, just a fucking heads up. Yeah. You kind of fucked up over here, and I didn't check it, and that's me. Yeah, you're talking cordially yeah. to somebody that you know. Hey, you you kind of fucked me a little bit. Um, we need to work out a arrangement. And I didn't even care. Like, I told them I'd come out of pocket. Like, I told them I personally okay. would split the cost. Okay. Like, I fucked up, so I'll throw money at you to get it reprinted and fixed. Right. It won't be like we'll, we'll go five ways or whatever the fuck it is, you know. Right. We'll fix it, and I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Done and done. No big fucking, you know. Uh huh. It took us a whole extra week. Yeah, but like you're not on a deadline. Yeah, well, we were, but we weren't. We had time. You're not like a label deadline though. Yeah, no. It's, we, it's we something had, self-imposed. Yeah, we had time. Yeah. And I'm like, don't come at me with a fucking attitude about shit that I wasn't trying to be rude about. Mm-hmm. And then I know that there's uh, shirt companies out there that exist that have done dirty to a whole bunch of bands. Mm-hmm. Some of it was dissolved, some of it wasn't. And I'm like, fix your shit, dude. Like, like I, I hate the call-out culture, mm-hmm. but like sometimes it has to happen. 
If you can proof shit? I mean, yeah, to a certain degree. I'm more in line of like, if I see a buddy ha- going through that, I'll I'll poke out and say, hey, you know, in, in private, you know, I'm not trying to blast anybody, but I'll say in private, hey, yo, this this guy was doing a little bit of shitty business with me. Oh, yeah, we love the, doing those guys. Hey, that's great, but this is my experience. Just go with caution. Hey, has anybody worked with um XYZ Company? Yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd they do you? Oh, we were fucking phenomenal about it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's weird because they, they haven't done my shit for me. Mm-hmm. Well, how long has it been? It's been two months. Shit. Hey, did you say XYZ? Yeah. Uh, we're the same fucking issue. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing to, like, have that information under your hat because you don't want to be shitty. Because stuff happens. Oh, of yeah. Course. Stuff happens all the damn time. You know, I... I I've always liked to work with guys that are local and guys that are local are in the same boat that I'm in, which is you're not always going to get the best service that, uh, you would really hope for. Um, but you get to support a local business. So, uh, you know, a local artist or a local print shop or a local CD shop or whatever it is, you know, I'll try to give them my money first. And then if they fuck me over, then I'll probably go to somebody a little bigger. I try to go, but you don't you don't want to be I don't want to be shitty, but at the same time I don't want to see anybody else get fucked with. I'll put it to you like this: like I work with bands locally as much as I can, obviously, and I'm right. about to be for the local bands as much as I can. Right. Business is business, money is money. If I can go to Staples for my prints and get a fucking good ass deal, you damn right I will. Right. Because I can't like, hey, I'm a local print shop. Okay, cool. I want to use you as business. Mm-hmm. Can you match this or get close enough to this where I'm not out of fucking lot of money? Right. If they can do it for 85 cents, can you do it for 85 cents? I can do it for 95 cents? Okay, whatever the fuck. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't touch that. Okay. I need tickets made. Cool. Yeah, if, if you can't beat that or meet that, or do somewhere around it, like either offer me something for something else. Like, hey, I I can't touch that ticket price or I can't touch that print price. But um, if you'll give me the business, I can throw you uh, 500 flyers for, you know, a percentage of what it would normally cost you. It's like, oh, well, shit. I um, might be getting a deal on this one. Pre-Kindle is local to Dallas. Right. They have a fairly good price on tickets. Because mm-hmm. I can go to them for X a pop and get X number no matter what. There's no minimum. There's no nothing. Right. And I think they even go above and beyond. Like, if you actually hit this number, then we can come it back down. You know. Yeah. Because the more that you're doing... The more that it doesn't matter to me at that point anyway. Yeah. But then there's ticket, uh, there's purple pass out of not local. Yeah. And their, their prices are fucking stupid. Like we can do it for this much no matter what, but you have to print 50 tickets at a time. I'm like, okay. And we can host your events for you. And our, our fees. Yeah. 
or lower than anybody else in the fucking nation. Freaking, we're going to charge your customer X amount. Mm-hmm. We're going to charge them this much instead. Take a flag and charge your customer X amount. We're going to charge them this instead. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I get you. Okay. And so I've used them for tickets because right. as much as I want to go locally and get it a day or two later, I can go to them and be like, less than a week turnaround. Yeah, you save you save your overhead. Yeah, my overhead is like ridiculously, stupidly cheap. Yeah, like especially when it's like. Yeah, I, I get the I get the support your local business thing, but you gotta. I, I'm not. I'm not spending an arm and a leg to support you. You know, it's it's. I'm not paying your business. I'm doing my business. My numbers have to match. And um, I'm all about yeah. business. Like, there's clubflyers.com has stupidly good promo deals. So, if I need legit flyers, you know, four by six flyers mm-hmm. on nice fucking paper, nice cardstock, yeah, I can get five hundred of those for like nineteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And the agreement is that half of it, like the front half, is all you, your design, your artwork, your image, your bullshit. The back half is advertising for their company. Yeah. For 20 bucks, like at 500. I'm like, okay, cool. Done and done. And then I've, I went about my ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm probably going to, let me look at my shit. Hey, local print shop, can you touch this? No. We, we can do two sides. Like, I, nothing against you. But I don't need two sides. I need one side. Yeah. Can you do one side? Full on color. Yeah. 500 of these for this much money. Right. No, 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 no. I, I, I can do it for this. And, and then look, the numbers, I'm like, you're, you're too far apart. Mm-hmm. If you're talking like a few bucks, okay. Yeah. What's your turnaround? <laughs> okay. But it's like, no, I, I can't. I'm like, oh, I understand. Like they're eating the cost, and then like they're like, okay, we're gonna charge you for yeah, shipping. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not mad at you because you can't meet that cost. Obviously, they're a bigger business; they're doing more business. You know, they can they can afford to to do it a little cheaper for you. But don't get mad at me. Like I, I'd have businesses get mad at me because I I requested that they meet their cost. You know, oh well, we can't we can't meet the Walmart price. You know, that's that's too that's too low. It's like, well, sorry. You know, I, I can't do nothing about you. I, I'm looking for. Um, I, I mean, if if you're gonna do, if you're gonna cost me more money, like I, I dealt with this before with mm-hmm. a shirt company. Right. We we hired somebody based on a, a review from Atticane. Um, uh, at, they they give with me. The, the, with them. the dudes in Atticane came to me and said, "Hey, you should use these guys. They're local. They're great. They have great turnaround. They have great service." You know they'll they'll do everything for you. I was like, ah, I'm pretty happy with the guys that are doing my my current print shirts, my per, my current shirts, right? As it is, but I know you guys. You guys have a following. You're doing business. Um, if y'all say it's good, I'll give it a spin. Uh, so I, I got to lose right besides money, right? Yeah, and shirts for a for a new band. I mean that's a that's an investment. Is it shirts know, for a South Bend is an investment no matter what because no matter how long you've been here. Mm-hmm. With teeth could be active right now, mm-hmm. and want to do a one hundred shirt run. Mm-hmm. That'll cost you five, six, seven, eight hundred, depending on yeah. print size, supplier, shirt quality. 
factors. Right. Like, again, everything I go to, whether it be CDs, T-shirts, the more that you print with me, the, the lesser your price point is. Right. Because I'm still getting your money. Yeah. Cool. I'm understandable. Oh, how many shirts do you want? I want 50. For 50 shirts, we're doing this. But for 100 shirts, we're doing this, and it's two bucks less a shirt. Right. And then you turn around, it's a whole lot better. Because it's going to cost you 600 for 100 shirts, mm-hmm. and you can make 400 bucks in profit versus 700 for 50 shirts, and you might make a profit. Right. Yeah, we, we, we dealt with that, that local company, and uh, they were, I mean, they, they, were, they were super responsive. Mm-hmm. But compared to what we had already had in service, they weren't... Hitting the numbers? Hitting the I, service? No, I mean, the, the numbers were a little higher, but I was like, I'd rather work local. Right. You know, I, I wanted somebody that could get me something quick. Um, and I wanted them to, you know, I wanted to support the guys that were doing it for the local team. You know, I, I just, it's like people around here supporting the Cowboys. It's just what you raised on. You yeah. know, I, I want, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to support the guys that were doing business here. That was literally all it was. I didn't even care if the numbers were higher. Right. It was just, I wanted to support somebody that was local. I wanted to give them my business. Uh, we all do. Like I, um, as much as I want to support the local paint, the local the independent, hardworking guys from my neighborhood. Right. Sometimes, as much as I love you, you can't touch the numbers I already got presented to me. Well, it it irritated me because we we ordered a run from shirt uh, a run of shirts from them, mm-hmm. and it was a a full color design. Mm-hmm. It was the first full color design that we did, and when you do a full color design on a black shirt, you have to do a white layer. Mm-hmm. Um, my design had a white layer drawn into it, so it was already going to be there no matter what. Um, when I did this shirt, I submitted it to them. They sent me back proofs of this is what it'll look like, and uh, you know they they got my yep, that's right, that's one I want. That's you know yep. all good. Mm-hmm. This is the placement, everything. You, mm-hmm. you got to do a whole bunch of shit whenever you get a shirt made, but the uh, five hundred checks over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like dealing with the CD, you got to do a whole bunch of like, are you sure we're about to press go on this? If you tell us that it's something wrong, we need to fix it before we do this. Otherwise, you're out money. I legit you know? had shirts made for Torture Entertainment years ago. Yeah. One color design. Mm-hmm. My logo was black and red. Mm-hmm. So it was just straight up red on black. Yeah. Easy fucking peasy. Right. It's a one color print. One sided. Done and done. Easy fucking money. <clears throat> And then, not too long ago, my guy updated my logo for me. Paid him a little bit of money. I always take care of my people, but, you know, he's like, I got you, but right. pay me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's technically like five fucking colors. Yeah. Like, it's orange-ish. It's got gradients in it. But it's got gradients. And I, was like, I sent it to my guy. I was like, yo, can we make a shirt? It's like, fuck yeah, you can. It's going to fucking cost you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, uh... Uh, yeah, what what I don't know if everybody realizes when you when you get a shirt, if you can see Torch's shirt right now, he's got probably fucking fifteen colors on it. But every every shade color, every you know especially if it's a good print, like this Mastodon shirt that he's wearing, has got brilliant, vibrant colors on it. It's got greens and reds and oranges and yellows and blues and blacks and whatever. It's honestly a fifteen dollar shirt if you go into a fucking concert 
Yeah, if, if a local band tried to make that shit, they would be spending like $45 a shirt because that's, that's a crazy, crazy design for that much. Um, and this was one of those Master Bond specials. Oh, yeah. Last show, but they only get it for fucking 15 bucks and shipping. I'm like, yeah. Hey, sweetheart, I'm going to fucking pay for it. <laughs> Take care of this for me, please. <coughs> but, um, you, know, you know how it goes, like your between checks and shit. Like, yeah, of course. I need this. And, oh, fuck you, Mike. It's a today only. Situation. Yeah. And you got friends that'll take care of it for you. Because, you know, you've done shit for them. You I don't know. have those friends. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. That's I mean, the- you know, <laughs> the same fucking thing at times. What? Hit up somebody, be like, hey, take care of this for me. Mm. Yeah, but any, anyways, every color that's on his shirt is a different screen. Unless you do what's essentially like a, a printing of uh, a picture. If you print a picture onto a shirt, and don't then, ever do that. And then, uh, um, not like the cheap, like not Six Flags, not a Six Flags one, and not like print it out of your home printer on a piece of paper, and then you you melt it with an iron onto your shirt, kind of thing. But it's very similar to that same kind of thing. Like they use a high quality printer that prints a picture on it, and then you get all of the colors and all the gradients and everything like that on there, and it's just one screening, but. If you do what what looks like his shirt is, it's multiple colors, multiple uh, screenings of a shirt. Basically, uh, somebody has to go in at a at a shirt company, and they have to make a screen. It's a you know a, a it's literally a screen. Yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> like, like I, if I've... you look at the screen on your window, uh, so that bugs don't get in. It looks like that, but a finer mesh. One of um, my friends owns a t shirt company locally. Yeah. And I've seen him do a, a video of a screen print process of, yeah. like, a full-color design. Yeah. Four colors. It ain't shit. But yeah. it's legit. Take the fucking screen, which is as big as my shirt, more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw it on top. Right. Take the fucking, what looks like a fucking squeegee. Right. And blue fucking ink, because it's a blue design. And go, what? Yeah. And then it moves to yep. the white design. Yeah. Fucking four times. Yeah, you just layer it. And you you don't hear it, but you're just like. But it's hand done. Yeah, it, the the screens are hand done. They're you know the the nicer shops. I think they have a computer that maybe uh, maybe prints them off uh, or, or or sets up the uh, the actual screens. But it's it's money. It's money that you have to invest in it. And every and it, you know the the guys that buy a, a you know the local bands that pick up a, a one color design. The reason that it's so simple is because that right there, screen. that right there is already expensive enough, and they're probably losing money doing it. And uh, as as the uh, as a local print shop, you fucking pray that they come back for more. Yeah, because otherwise you've just printed out. This lovely four color design, mm-hmm. three color, four color, two color, wonderful design. Mm-hmm. You printed out a hundred shirts for them off of this design, and then you're like, okay, cool. Now what do we do? It sits. Yeah. These screens go and sit in a fucking corner somewhere. Yeah, they literally save them. Yeah, in case you have, like, in case you want more, because you when you not want more. Yeah, you're not doing the escape plan when, bullshit. When you, when you get a shirt printed. Uh, they charge you a screen fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they don't show it, even if they cut it off your bill, you know, they say they give you free screen printing. That's bullshit. They charge you in one way or another for your screen fee. And they save that $25, $30 screen 
that probably cost them five dollars or less uh they save that screen for you in what is essentially like a screen library so that they don't have to charge you that screen fee again and then the next time you come back for that exact same shirt they they reuse the same screens that you had before that's how you get the exact same shirt design every fucking time um Forget where we were going with the shirt designs. Oh, oh uh, yeah. the 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 shirt design was uh, it was our first full color shirt design that had a white layer underneath it. Well, when I submitted it to them, everything came out came out fine. Um, when they sent me the shirts, they hand delivered them, mm-hmm. which I thought was fucking cool. We needed them by a show date, and I was like, "This is the reason I'm using you guys is because we're doing a show. We needed them quick turnaround." Um, they said, okay, we'll hand deliver them to you. They hand delivered me shirt that had no white layer. So it was a full color design on a black shirt, but it was a dark design. And because it was so dark, that white layer was what made it pop. Mm -hmm. When you take that white layer out, it faded into the shirt. You couldn't see the design. You couldn't see the band's logo. You couldn't see the band's name. You couldn't see any of the artwork. It just looked like a bland, like faded shirt. And I told him, I was like, hey, uh, this isn't going to work. You know, this this is not uh, this is not what I ordered. This is not going to sh- sell well. Nobody's going to want this fucking thing. And I, I've kept them. Nobody's fucking sold them. Uh, you know, no, none of them have bought, uh, been bought. And um, when, I, when I told him, I told the girl that dropped it off in person, I was like, hey, these are wrong. Uh, they're not what, what I ordered. And she goes, oh. Uh, well, why don't you call the office and tell them what's going on, and we'll we'll get it worked out for you. I go, okay. So, right. she, so she left. I called the office, and I talked to her. I talked to her again, and she said, yeah, I was just there. I go, I fucking know. I know who you are. And I was like, I told you then that it was wrong. She goes, well, let me let me call somebody and see what we can do about it. I go, okay, call me back. So she called me back a couple hours later, and she said, okay, I've talked to so-and-so at the business. They said, well, what we can do is we can let you keep the shirts, and we can just charge you, like, three-quarters of the fee. So we'll discount the fee for you. I go, but these are unusable shirts. She goes, the shirt still wears. You can still put it on and wear it. I go, I'm not buying clothes for me. I'm buying merchandise to sell to somebody else. If it's not vibrant, if it's not the, the image that I'm looking for, this does nothing for me. So I've already missed my deadline because you're going to have to remake these shirts. And now you're telling me I'm out money because I've got to have the shirts money uh, made again. And she goes, well, do you not want to keep the shirts? I go, you can burn the shirts for all I give a shit. They don't mean a fucking thing to me. They're like right. they're wrong. They're, they're absolutely like they're useless to me. Right. She goes, they're not useless. You can still wear them. Nobody, I can't fucking see what the fuck your shirt. I go. Says? Nobody wants to wear this fucking That's shirt. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not clothing a homeless shelter. It's right. not people that I'm looking to sell these things for twenty, twenty five bucks a piece. Nobody wants a fucked up design for twenty, twenty five bucks a piece. And I'll tell. I'll tell you what. What did happen? They. Uh, I, I ended up going with a different manufacturer who did the designs right. I paid them. I got the other manufacturer, the, the the local one. They refunded me the money, and then they said, "Well, we don't have any use for them either, so you can just keep them." So I had these these extra shirts that I've now tried to sell over the years to try to like <laughs> do something with them and not just if throw you them want away. Them, buy them, 
give me a fucking number. Well, I, I tried to sell them because it, it is a good shirt. It's right. just a shit design. Right. So I sold the regular design for 25 bucks, and I sold this one for like 10 bucks. I was like, I will give you the fucking shirt if you'll take it. And I couldn't get anybody to fucking take it. Damn. So now I've still got a box of these fucking shirts that I can't do anything with. But yeah, I've I've tried to support Make local. A bonfire. I've tried to support local. I've tried to, you know, take care of the people that are, you know, around here. But you got to do you still got to earn the business. You don't just get a pass because you're local. And I think so many people think that well, we're we're local and the bands are this way too. You know, they they get this fucking attitude that somebody owes them something. You know, I, I've, I've played shows where uh, uh, an opener hopped on the show. They played their set. They hopped off. They took their gear off. They put it in the back of their truck. And then they sat in the back of the truck and they shit talked the other bands the entire time that they were there. Didn't go watch the other bands, but they shit talked them because the other bands weren't in there watching their set. I'm like, one, you got to give respect to receive it. Two, you're the opener. They're probably getting their shit together, getting ready for their show. And uh, who gives a fuck why they didn't watch your show? You're the opener. If you were fuck for today, if you're for today, a big known band, I don't expect you to watch my show. You're also the headliner for this. But if I'm opening the show for four today, you better bet your ass I'm watching four today, even if I fucking hate four today. Because they let me play their show. And I want I, I don't want them to look out in the crowd and, you know, go, Where where's those guys? Why aren't they fucking in here? You know? Even if they don't give two fucks about me. I'm wrapping up with this. Because I need to get shit done. No, you're good. You're good. Bands that think they're bigger than what they fucking are. Like local bands. Not not for today, not normal gene, but like the bands. With teeth local bands. Oh, we played House Wait, of Blues. He he just said with teeth as a local band, he's about to talk some shit on him. No. Everybody thinks that with teeth thinks that we're bigger shit than we are. I will be the first, and I've admitted it before. We are fucking no one. We know we're no one, and I know I'm fucking no one. I don't claim to be anybody. Dispositions is a way fucking bigger band than me. The lead of the legend is way fucking bigger band than me. Fucking any band that's doing anything is a bigger band than me. I don't think I'm fucking anybody. But what I do have is I do have confidence in my product. When I play a show and I show up, I walk with confidence because confidence sells. So I'm not, I, I, I know. It's, it's not you, mind you. No, I know. I'm just, I wanted to put that out there because Fair I know enough. that Disclaimer. I've, gotten, I've gotten shit right, about it before. Like... No, go ahead, please. I, I've worked with a local band before. I'm not going to name names because that's not me. They opened up a show for a small national. <laughs> Don't be dick. <laughs> and didn't do what I wanted them to do. It is what it is, you know. I talk shit. so much shit on them. Uh, it happens. I, I love Ethan and, and, and Cody and Jameson and all those guys. Just like, they're but just not easy. Taylor, obviously. Taylor doesn't fucking talk. He bums me out. He gets he gets claimed as a uh, people think he's a white supremacist supremacist because he's got a shaved head. <laughs> so I, I hit them up again for the same mm-hmm. for the same package that came through because they they fit you know mm. like you fit you're playing this venue you're playing Killer Tacos and didn't I know it's not the biggest the best do they make good tacos they do actually is it Killer I, I say so yeah okay 
It's not the biggest, best, baddest fucking venue, but it is what it is. It's like playing JJ's. Yeah, basically, it is what it is. It's a fucking foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I talked to their management representative. They feel like because they played House of Blues that they're too big. Okay, hey, first of all, you played the fucking Cambridge room. The fucking downstairs side door bullshit, not venue, venue with no fucking stage. But they have management? Or they, they have homeboy that... Says I'm your manager now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I'm the manager now. <laughs> uh, management. Buddy. Okay. Yeah, not not third string management. Not defense management. Odie manages me in my podcast. He sets my my schedules. Look right. at him. <laughs> He's such a busy guy. And I was like, okay, hey, so let's 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 talk legit. You know. Yeah. You feel like because you played House of Blues. That you're, so it was a foundation room. You played the fucking foundation room. Right. Which is not House of Blues. It's attached, but it's not House of it's Blues. It's adjacent. <laughs> There's a wall between them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let, let's talk. Yeah. So you played foundation room where it has a fucking legit dress code to come in. Right. You can't be working, you can't be working with raggedy ass jeans and shit. You have to have a dress code. You have to be nice and clean. What were your numbers there? When did you play Ditton last and pack out Andy's or Dan's Silver Leaf? Yeah. Or uh, Rubber Gloves. When did you pack out the Ridgely Theater? Not the Ridgely Room. Mm-hmm. Not the Ridgely Lounge. Yeah. The fucking Theater. When did you outsell the Rail Club? Mm-hmm. When did you sell out Curtain Club or Trees or Canton Hall for that well, matter? Fucking anywhere in, in Fort Worth if you're trying to sell in Fort Worth or fucking anywhere in Denton. Because saying that you sold out in Dallas does not mean that you'll sell out in Fort Worth or Denton. Right. And by no means should it. But I'm like, when did you come into any of these fucking venues? Right. And bring 100, not even sell out. When did you sell out? You haven't yet. You'll mm-hmm. get there maybe one day if you're lucky. When did you bring 100 plus mm-hmm. the last time? What was your highest grossing show number? What venue, what year? Yeah. And I don't mean we played the show with this band that sold out. That doesn't mean shit to me. Because you've done that with with teeth, <laughs> yeah. Or Vella Meyer, we played in front of fucking five hundred people. You're absolutely right. You did. Shit, I wish we did that night. But what does it translate to? Vella Meyer's got a lot of fans. Yes, but did those fans give two shits about you? No. No. So when if the answer to those questions is oh well we haven't. No, it's like what we were talking about before about the right. you know the fifty tickets and then the twenty five walk ins. Like that's an let that's a legit number for you. Yeah, it's not. We were on a show that sold out. Like, well, I'm pretty sure Attila's show just recently sold out with Dispo. It fucking did. And I'm very certain that all of them were not there to see Dispo. They got to see Dispo, but it was not because of Dispo. Everybody that Dispo played with was either. Well, it was a combination of Dispo fans, mm. Attila fans, and fans of whoever else was on the bill. 
I, I feel like it was more of a crossover of like it was Attila fans right. that also like Dispo. Right. And that's great for Dispo, but their ego isn't fucking the size of Texas. No, either. no, they're great dudes, great dudes. They they know no that shit a, talk whatsoever. They know that they played a sold out show mm-hmm. in Fort Worth at Tomcats. Yeah. That does not mean they can go to fucking Ridgely Room or Ridgely Theater and expect to have fucking big. Well it doesn't money. mean they can even go back to Tomcats and sell it out. Right. Just because you played the foundation room of House of Blues, mm. or you played a sold-out show at whatever fucking venue, don't mean shit when there's no fucking turnaround. Because mm. mm. if if you could play ten kids, you bring in ten kids to your show, and then she brings in ten kids at the same time, yeah, and they bring in ten kids, and you fucking sell fifty t-shirts that night, great, cool, you made five hundred bucks off of merch. Maybe six hundred off of merch, depending on what the fuck your rate is, whatever the fuck it is. You sold merch, great. Now book a show in two months. And what are your numbers going to be? Right. So until you're, uh, when did you go on tour last, for that matter? Like when did you play home last? What's your last hometown show? When did you go on tour? Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't been on tour. So what makes you think that you're better than the venue, or? too big to play that venue. Yeah. If I don't play a venue, it's because I legit just don't like the venue. It's, fucking it's just, not, yeah. It's not because I don't think I'm I'm, like, I'm too big. Don't fucking bullshit me with your fucking big dick energy that you don't fucking have. Like, yeah. if you don't want to fucking do the show, hey, man, we appreciate you, but we don't want to do that show. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that I, I had issue with a, a promoter with before. Uh, they'd get mad at me whenever I'd tell them I didn't want to. I didn't want to work with them, or uh, uh, I didn't want to play a certain show. Like because I kept turning down shows. It's like well, I can only play so many shows a year, um, and I can I can definitely only play so many shows at your specific venue uh, in your specific town because then I'm just oversaturating. Um, so I'm I'm like at some point I have to turn you down, and if you offer me a show that. I know I'm not going to sell on, and then you tell me I got to sell tickets. It's like me asking you for a guarantee for a show that you know won't sell. Uh, but no means do you should should you ever take every fucking show offered to you, because that's just dumb. Uh, yeah, it's not the Green Day days. And you should know your fucking market and your target audience. Like, okay, hey, so with teeth, we had the show for you. Okay, cool. Where? Is that this venue? Mm, we're not really in that venue. Us just don't. Want it. it is what it is. Okay, maybe. Okay, I, I can work around that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, well, who's playing? Five other bands mm-hmm. that sound nothing like you. Mm-hmm. And they're all locals and they're all selling tickets. So you've got to compete in a market that you don't, it doesn't make sense to you. Okay, so what's my guarantee? What's, what's my pay? Like, am I getting paid on this? Like, a yeah, dollar a head after 25 to 35 tickets. How about fucking no? <laughs> yeah, at that point, fucking no. And, it, like, if, if I'm managing your band, mm. you're going to get that offer. Hey, we got, we got this offer. Like, okay, cool. What are the, what are the fucking... The, the what? Did you tell them no? Mm-hmm. Tell them no. Like, go ahead. Like, I, I want my cut. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get my fee for doing my job. But, like, why would I put you on that show? You might get a fan or two. Mm-hmm. Like, every show that you're playing should hopefully turn about a fan. But at the same time, if it's not 
your target audience to yeah. whatever extent. Yeah. If it's a fucking punk meets metal show and you can work within that, by all means. But if it's like, hi, we're Blink-182 style pop Yeah, punk. I mean, like like uh, the, the New England uh, hardcore and metal fest kind of thing. Like, if, if you're not the the target audience but you get asked to play that show and you're somewhere in that you're more hardcore leaning or you're you know more deathcore leaning or whatever it is that's that's not seen as like the the big deal you can probably pick something up uh, you, on that you, show you can pick fucking some things up and that would be a good reason to get into something like that but so and so's local show that it makes no fucking sense for why you would even be offered that show. Hey, I want to put you on with New Ninety Five. Yeah, love those kids. Well, phenomenal the, band. I, I just I just sold something to uh to one of the guitarists for Offended by Everything. Great dudes. I've met. I love met, those kids. I've met many of them many times, but we don't fit. We would not be a good fit on the same show together. No. So it's like I'm not. I'm not putting myself in that situation where I have to fight to play when it's like I'd I'd much rather just hold out for a show that fits me better. And and you should be able to say that to any promoter, venue I thought so. Agent, whatever like anybody that works with a venue. I thought so. Whether it be independent or otherwise. It's yeah. like, hey, listen, we appreciate your offer mm-hmm. but we don't feel like we would fit the bill. Mm-hmm. And in our and it's not in our best interest to play this show. Yeah, this particular show is not our market, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that on both sides. Yeah, take the shows, play the shows, make your fucking fans, build up your fan base first year. Yeah, play whatever the fuck you can, but don't get pissed off when you don't get paid at the same time. Play every place you can, but don't. Get outside your, uh, not comfort zone, but don't stretch yourself too thin. Yes. You know? Yes. I, I feel like so many people hear about that, that Green Day thing where Green Day played every show that they could possibly get into. They'd pester, they'd pester venues to let them play, and people think that that means they played every day of the week or some shit like that. It's like, no. I they mean, played if- every venue that they could, not every venue that they can. Exactly. You know? And if you're not pestering me, if you're not pestering the venue every fucking day, you're not doing your job right. Like, you need to be booking shows. Right. But know, again, know your target audience. But also realize if you are pestering somebody, there is a legit reason for that. A, a good band that's got a good product will will have to turn business away. Absolutely. There's like, plenty of shows that I want to book with. If I if I do a show for you, mm-hmm. and you see it's a good turnout, you see it's good, uh, you know it's a good show from from our standpoint. Everybody has fun. You're gonna ask me to do it again, maybe tomorrow if you've got something. Not not another show the next day, but right. you're gonna ask me, hey, you guys did great. As you want to do another one in a, in about a month or in, you know another couple of weeks as as a promoter. I will go to you first for shows. Yeah. Like if, if I know that I can call you, mm-hmm. book it well in advance. I've come in. I've done my part. I booked the show. I promoted the show online and physically. Right. I fired the show. I did all that. I came to market it. And then you come in, turn around, book it with me, confirm it with me, get your slot, get your tickets, hustle your shit. Right. Promote, promote, promote. 
Hustle, hustle, hustle. Hey, can we get more tickets? Can we get more? Yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, hold the fuck on. Yeah. Cool. So you've done your part five times over. Mm-hmm. You've done all that you can. Day I showed them this come in, you fucking killed it. Numbers are great. Mm-hmm. You bet your ass if I get something that fits you, I'm going to be like, hey, so I have this package. It fits with teeth to a fucking tea. Mm-hmm. Let me get a hold of with teeth right now. Yeah. To see if they can do this shit. Yeah. Because that's, that's how it works. Because, like, I want to be able to make my money. Of course. And so do you. It's a business. You're, you're going to go with the, the people that work best for you. It's just, like, it's just like the shirt companies. It's just like the sticker companies. It's just like the flyer companies. You find somebody that does that work for you, does, you know, everything that you're hoping for and does it well and does it for the right price. Well, fuck it. You're going to go right back to them again. That's just how it goes. All right, man. I know we need to wrap it up, yeah, but... An hit, hour ago, hit, fuck it. Hit, hit me again with the details on the show. November the 1st. November the 1st. Okay. Rubber Gloves, Denton, Texas. Okay. The Analog Future Tour. It's day one. Day one. Day one. Started off. I don't know how the fuck that happened because nobody's from here. It's just... Estelle Circuits is on tour elsewhere and routing happens to work. Yeah. So it's... Prosthetic Records recording artist... Four Strokes Baron mm-hmm. with Stellar Circuits from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Plus, all that is flesh. The Great Hanging without sacrifice and perceived. Awesome. Six bands, rubber Six gloves. Six bands, rubber gloves. Tickets are $10 in advance, $12 day of show, unless you're underage, under 21 or under 18? 21. Under 21, that's an additional $2. All ages welcome. All ages. Denton, Texas. Awesome. Dude, Torch, thank you so much for coming out. Thanks for talking with us. And It's been a pleasure, dude. Like, I like it when we just don't have shit to do, like, time frame-wise. Like, hey, come in. That's what this is. It was very nice meeting you. That's what um, this is to me, man. I could do this every fucking month. Just a plug, not even a show, but just to fucking come in. Sit me up, man. Oh, you know I'm gonna. We'll do it. Fucking, we nice should do it. nice to have you like, again. Yeah. We'll make it a thing. Like, I don't Deal. know. Sounds good. Yeah, we're, 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 corner. We're, we're doing we're doing one that with Sam. My my old bassist now plays for Rivethead. He comes. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Congratulations to Sam and Rivethead. Like they've yeah. changed lineups a thousand times, but it's they also get to deal with them now. It's their problem. Like I talked to Laura about it, and she's like, you know, I I, I had to leave. Business wasn't what it needed to be on my end. I'm yeah. busy as shit with my day job and with my other band, and right. Mm-hmm. Somebody came in. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. When when you have a set schedule that you have to abide by, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't abide by your schedule and their schedule at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm gonna support them as much as I can, but at the same time, I'm busy as shit. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I help run a venue. I'm like, yes, that's where I met you. That's like, that's where we are. Right. <laughs> like, how dare you have to run a venue and make money and live? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any hate coming from anybody on that on that topic. No, I but. mean, there's there's been. Decisions that were made between members, and it's like, well, I can't abide, I can't do this anymore. It is what it is, but I can't do this. Like, okay, well, don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know any of their. I know half the band. I, I don't know any of the the details on the business side of it. I know Sam and uh, Mike try. Mike wanted to try out for us on drums there for a, bu- a bit, but I could never get him to to come out. Um, and I've I've never met their lead singer, uh, the the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, Steve, he's British. Steve seems nice, cool. If you ask him nicely, he will put on a fucking uh, Wookiee costume. 
All right. I remember like I, that. I feel like I probably wouldn't have to ask him that hard. I mean, you would, but not overly hard. Oh, okay. Because it's a fucking pain to do. <laughs> Got you. All right, man. Well, right. we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. Thank you so much for coming out. We'll do it again soon. Thank oh, we definitely will. I'm looking at a October-ish. Come back in and talk about the show yet again because all the fucking promotion. Just a refresh on it. In case you fucking missed it over the last five fucking days. Right. Over the 20 times that we mentioned it today. That yeah, sounds good. We'll do yeah. it. We'll, we'll do we'll, it. We'll do some more drinking. Goddamn. Yes. I'll bring my own next time and see what the fuck we can make happen. Sounds good. I all right, guys. I buy up my shit anyway, so... Yeah. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to Terrible Humans Podcast. If you want to send us any email, our email is terriblehumans with a Z. It's T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-H-U-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. It goes straight to me, and I'll answer anything you want to know. You... For all business inquiries for torture entertainment, please message me on my Facebook page, which is <coughs> facebook.com slash Dallas, or email me Entertainment at yahoo.com unless you're in Hawaii I'm not that guy from Hawaii (laughs) okay that's the story for next time though follow us on Instagram follow us on Facebook Terrible Humans with a Z but not on Twitter 